1: You're the apple of my eye. Anytime you need a friend, I'll be right there by your side. You're the apple of my eye. When I'm with you, girl, you change my darkness and the light. You're the apple of my eye.
0: Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight on my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon?
2: Doing very well, Josh. You have a very merry Christmas.
0: I had a very merry Christmas. Aside from um, horrible sinus congestion and sickness that pretty much swept all across Bowling Green with our god awful weather, we had uh, dropped fifty degrees in twelve hours on Thursday. That was yeah. fun.
2: Coldest that's ever been here, or at least that I've ever experienced.
0: Yeah, negative 32 degree wind chill.
2: Yeah, it's one of those deals you walk outside and you're just immediately angry. The only thing you can think about are cuss words. That's
0: right. I've been, yeah, I experienced that firsthand. It is not a fun place to be. We're not built
2: for it down here. We are We're not,
0: not. We are not. But someone who is built for the extreme weather and built for a week 17 preview to help some people win some IDP championships north of the border, Canada's second finest Export. It is PFF's own John Macri. John, how are you, my friend?
1: I am doing well. Thank you, guys, for for having me. I'm trying to figure out who the first uh, import import would be. I'm assuming it might be like a Justin Bieber or some.
0: Something like that. Um, No, it's uh, (laughs) it's it's Paw Patrol for keeping my uh, my young two year old entertained uh, for about eight hours a day. So thank you, Paw Patrol, uh, for being Canada's finest. But we got Canada's second finest on Addy to help the good folks with their championship matches this week. We're going to talk through every game all the relevant idp pieces we're in for about a five-hour podcast tonight should be fun
2: i think so i think so always a treat to have old Macri in the house
0: Macri, how did your fantasy season wind up we haven't gotten to chat in a little bit you've been battling the vid and uh, your busy work schedule and your family and just a lot of stuff going on so we wanted to check in before we jump into these games how'd your fantasy season end up
1: uh, so far, so good. Um, I think I have seven finals uh, this week, so that will be uh, kind of the determinant factor for how those end up. Um, obviously, not uh, not the way I wanted it to go in XFFL, despite the the points forward being near the top of the league, but getting screwed by the schedule. So, not too happy about that. But but um, my other my longest running league, um, I've been in the playoffs every single year for I think it's twelve years now. Um, And I'm a four-time champion in that one looking for number five. So that's the the main one for me this week. Um, And then a a few other ones as well, including uh, all 22,
0: uh, our IDP
1: Avengers League. We're we're in the finals over there,
0: too. I was going to say, Eddie, I think the karma balances out here because, John, the PFF employee is in the finals of the all 22 matchup.
2: Yeah, I don't like that one bit.
0: That doesn't smash that doesn't pass the smell test. No. And
2: I'm not impressed at all with, with that on John's end. Yeah, something it's, stinks. I don't think he should have been allowed into the playoffs at all. I think all. he should
0: have bowed out when I think he realized so. I he was he cruising for a title matchup. It should have yeah. been you, Addie.
2: I think so. I think it says a lot yeah. about his character. Personally, but it's true. Yeah, it should have definitely been the team called pressures ain't real.
0: Uh, (laughs) Absolutely should have been that dynasty in the making in the title game. And we were robbed of that. We were robbed of that spectacle. And I still ain't been proven that they ain't. That's true. I'll say that. I'll say that. I'm sure we'll be talking about some pressures tonight, Addy. We've got a killer week 17 preview lined up for the good folks at home. Johnny Mac, we're going to talk through every matchup and just some relevant names from every game, some folks that people may want to pay attention to as we head into these uh, this championship game. And uh, we should mention as well, John, that we have, uh, of course, uh, this will be our, our only episode this week. We've got IDP MVP coming up next week, so you'll be back again with your IDP MVP pick for that one. And, uh, John, have you ever done any um, IDP... Uh, fantasy football leagues for the nfl playoffs um you know what i actually haven't i've done a lot of NHL playoff
1: uh fantasy leagues but i have not done an nfl one uh, as surprising as that might be
0: we need to make that happen eddie it's
2: gonna be your first year brother yeah that's right
0: Uh, (laughs) 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 gonna put me (laughs) right in that league aren't you Do (laughs) yeah There we go. I uh, appreciate you. Swear, skid, you know, steering out of that skid yeah, right there. Yeah, I so, have to catch myself. I'm getting better right now with two kids. So. That's true. That's true. Your kids are nothing if not mirrors for all of your worst habits, Addy.
2: That's right. And also, John has, I mean, that's impressive, John's record fantasy-wise this year, because John does have, like, what? what how old is the, the kid now? Uh, is he a year yet?
1: So, yeah, the, the youngest, Miles, is eight months. Um, so he'll be
0: a year in April.
2: See, I've got seven months old at the house. So that's what I'm blaming all of my uh, struggles on yeah. this year.
0: Yeah. Waivers, never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: right, man. A lot of falling asleep early this yep. year. Uh, yep. Yeah. A
0: lot of getting too still on the couch at about, you know, nine o'clock. And it's just curtains from there. That's right. Yeah. But next year, boy, we're going to be back. <laughs> it's going to be back in a big way. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Longer we have another one. That's right. No, we're not not <laughs> doing that again. Plug that thing up and let's ride to victory, Eddie. Yeah. Yes, All sir. Right. Well, speaking of ride to victory, gentlemen, let's jump into it before my voice totally goes out. I'm glad it's hanging in so far, and let's see if it'll last the full way here. But, John, we're just going to, like I said, go game by game. We're going to talk about some of the top scorers here. Anybody that we want to call out and uh, hopefully we'll get the folks set for Week 17 Domination, but let's kick things off with the Thursday night football matchup. It is a Pretty good one, all things considered, even with the decimated Titans squad hosting the Dallas Cowboys coming to town. Just some notable names on both sides of the ball, John, and we'll talk about this guy here in just a sec once we run through the players. But Micah Parsons, the biggest name from this game, we're going to be talking about top scores from the last three weeks. So we wanted to give you all a really good snapshot of what has happened here over the last few weeks. Micah Parsons, 8.57 points per game on 85% of snaps. Leading scorers for the Dallas Cowboys, J. Ron Kurse, 14.35. And Deron Bland at 14.58. Over on the Titans side, Danico Autry, Had a big 35 burger last game coming off injury. Kevin Byard's actually been coming back to relevance a little bit, 13.02 points per game. And then Jeffrey Simmons down at 11.1 with Monty Rice, who is the fill-in for David Long Jr., clocking in at 12.17 on 84% of snaps. John Macri, who do you want to call out from either the Cowboys or Titans? Anyone wetting your whistle from this game? Well, I think... I mean, the big one is, is Micah Parsons, right? Like I, he's had one sack in the, in the last four
1: games, but I mean, if there was ever a matchup for him to just go off, like he's, I think he's going to eat this week. People are, are down on him. You know, he, he hasn't had the tackles that, you know, help his floor a little bit. If he isn't getting the sacks, but that's always kind of been the risk with Parsons, right? We, we kind of knew that coming into the season, like this guy's going to spend a lot of time on the edge. We didn't think it was going to be full time, but it's been full-time, so he's not necessarily going to have the tackle floor of, uh, of like your typical full-time linebacker. So there's always that that low floor, high ceiling, but that, that high ceiling is, is elite. It's, it's about as good as it gets. So I haven't missed my LB1 this week. I mean, the Titans have the lowest graded pass-blocking offensive tackle unit between uh, Nicholas Petit-Friere and uh, Dennis Daly. Uh, then they got Malik Willis starting at quarterback. He's got a very high pressure to sack conversion rate at 26.3%. I think there's some bloodbath potential for, for Dallas, Mike Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong. Um, I, I think this could be a huge week for those guys uh, to, to bounce back because Lawrence had a quiet week last week as well. So people that survive should definitely stay with those guys uh, if they made it to the finals.
0: Yeah, this sets up beautifully, Addy, for the Dallas Cowboys pass rushers. Rookie quarterback doesn't sound like Derek Henry's going to play. Uh, really bad offensive line. You're not benching Micah Parsons. He has been, you know, letting you down a little bit here in recent weeks, but. This seems like the perfect bounce back week, and it could be a bounce back in a major way here in championship week,
2: yeah, don't get cute, I mean this guy even i mean even if he doesn't have a big pop off game, I feel like he has a decent floor, even you know eight and a half points per game over the last three weeks, of course we that's not what we expect out of him, but that's that's okay, that's fine the upside is just too great.
0: Yeah. You're not, there's no point total over the last three games that would make me want to sit Micah Parsons down in championship week, let alone in a plus matchup against the Titans. Um, John, what about the safeties here? J Ron curse playing well as of late Donovan Wilson down at 8.83 points per game. Are we trusting J Ron curse as from the safety options there in Dallas? Yeah, I like Curse, I like Wilson. Um, I'm
1: starting both those guys in in a few leagues. Malik Cooker's the he's kind of the third safety there. Plays a little bit more deep, so I'm not as excited about him. But I have I had no problem locking Donovan Wilson, Jaron Curse into the lineup. Um, yeah, they they've been solid. Uh, they they get a decent amount of uh, box usage as well. They get some pass rush opportunities. They kind of uh, do everything for them as their their linebackers are just kind of. Uh, You know, they're not too exciting. It's Van Der Raj who's, I think, out this week, um, Anthony Barr, like who's been basically just a floater out there. He he doesn't really do much. Um, So those guys kind of step up and and clean up a lot of the, the tackle opportunity. So I do like them.
0: Yeah. Eddie, what's your confidence level on the Titans side of things? That's what we talk about a lot as we get into, like, championship week. You just don't want guys that are going to crap the bed and give you a zero. So how do you rate your confidence here for some of these top scores? Danico Autry, Kevin Byard, Monty Rice, Jeffrey Simmons. Which of these guys are you firing up with confidence?
2: I'm okay with Monty Rice, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, obviously. I mean, you're not sitting him. Well, I think
0: um, I think
1: Simmons is out He's, he's going to be out this week. they okay. have ruled him and uh, Autry out,
2: actually. Oh, oh we, dang. That's right, because they're playing tomorrow. That's Thursday
1: night? Okay, so there week. we go. That's right. Which so Thursday that, night games at this point in the season should be illegal. Like, it's just stupid.
0: Guys are just, like, coming off, yeah. the, like, car wrecks. I'm not excited about
2: starting anyone then, honestly. I mean, Monty Rice is, is a fine option, I guess, if he's, like, your LB4. Yeah,
0: because LB3, even, that just feels better a little that, dicey. You know, I, I and that, then... Kevin yeah. Byard, are we trusting Byard? He's a fine safety two option. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's just, um, he he's, he's come back to earth in a big way this season. But, uh, yeah, you could do worse as like a safety two, I guess. Um, let's move on to the next game here, gentlemen. Dolphins versus Patriots. Some big names here that we love to see for the Miami Dolphins. Eric Rowe, 22.35 points. Again, some of these players might not have played all three games over the last three weeks. Um, So that doesn't mean if you see a big point total that these guys are necessarily playing uh, 100% of snaps over the past three weeks or anything like that. But Christian Wilkins, 16.77 on 88% of snaps. Jalen Phillips, 15.12 on 78% of snaps. I love this one, Addy, because I mentioned this guy. as like a who the hell is this person? (laughs) Cater Kohu, 98% of snaps, 14 points per game. And then over on the Patriots' side, we know all about Marcus Jones. Check out our Twitter to see the amazing call from Sig back in April on Marcus Jones, it's an all-timer, Addy.
2: Unreal tweet, unreal engagement. That's all that matters <laughs> That's in this all
0: world. that matters. That's all we're after. Josh Uche putting up 20.17 on 64% of snaps. You also have Jawan Bentley, Kyle Duggar, and Matt Judon. John, I think we're firing up Matt Judon with confidence from this game. Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins. Am I missing anybody here that we are giving like two thumbs up to? Um, two thumbs up. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's Will It's I mean, I like Duggar.
1: I, I like Duggar quite a bit. I, there's probably not many safeties that I I want to start over him. I know he's not necessarily like a full-time, full-time player, but he's just so good at creating kind of those big plays. He gets the ideal alignment. So it, he he makes up for a lot of those, those missed snaps with just how where he lines up and then what he does with his snaps when he's on the field. So um, I really like Kyle Duggar again this week. Uh, Juwan Bentley solid i mean you know he played a hundred percent of defensive snaps for the first time last week uh which we know is probably not going to repeat because of new england IDPs and and how that works but yeah he, jalen yeah. phillips I, I i mean i'm starting him where I have him, but it's not like the best matchup connor mcdermott i think is the right tackle there um he hasn't allowed a sack yet since he joined the patriots so a little bit of a tougher matchup but i i think you know phillips he should still be a solid
0: play. So I'd be starting him over most edge options too. Is
2: is Uche a must start at this point?
0: Yeah. What do we do with Uche, John? We had this conversation and it just seems like you're playing with fire a little bit. I did also notice that he has the DL tag
2: on sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. That's very nice.
1: That, that helps for sure. Um, And it's a good matchup. Miami's Miami's offensive line has been pretty bad. So it, you know, he, even if he plays that like 45% of snaps, which, has been the norm for him i I'd, I'd, I'd play him mean, it's a it's a great matchup i think they're they're gonna be probably playing bridgewater too this week right so two is they out, are
0: so. yeah two is out bridgewater's in line to start yeah
1: so yeah no i like uche uh judon uh yeah there's there's some pretty good ones actually i mean yeah i don't love the Miami idps i mean other than wilkins and phillips eric rowe is kind of up and down cater coco sure but yeah, what Jerome about Zach uh, Yeah, Zach
0: Schuyler, Sealer. Sealer. He's
1: Sealer. been Seiler, Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's decent. Um, but yeah, like it's just like you know he's mostly probably listed as a defensive tackle in most leagues. So there's there could be better options if you have them, unless you were starting Aaron Donald all year or something like that, and you need a streamer for this week. So um, yeah, it, it just depends on your options. But the ones I feel most comfortable with are Wilkins, Phillips dunker Jude on
0: and yeah kind of uche uche baby
2: i also want to say jerome baker's been solid at points this year he hasn't been the last you know few weeks but he's he's been surprised he's always like better than you think he gets yeah. kind of slept on a little bit but he's a solid like he's a solid lb3-4 yeah. type you know has decent upside because he gets to rush the passer quite a bit um also john what do we think about uh channing tyndall moving forward
1: I, I mean, I still like Tyndall. Like, I liked him coming out. I, I'm not a fan of, like, Miami's linebackers. um I don't know what their contract situations are like. I haven't really looked at it um since the season started. I, I probably looked at it in the offseason, but I've now forgotten. So, um yeah, I mean, the only thing is, like, Miami's defense isn't the best for for linebacker production right it's a very man heavy kind of blitz heavy scheme so there aren't a lot of like tackle opportunities for linebackers there and that's kind of why Baker's that that kind of up and down player he's a good finisher as a pass rusher so that helps him but um, as far as like tackling goes he's usually around the bottom of the league in tackle efficiency but if Tyndall can I mean, Jesus, there's a Landon Roberts and Sam Egwa Bowen and Duke Riley that they're playing. Like these guys are not good. Like, so there's gotta be an opportunity for him at some point soon. I mean, they played him a little bit this year, but it's been basically nothing. So um, you know, hopefully a few of those guys leave next year. We we'll get to see a little bit more of okay. him.
0: And it's it's the Dolphins have played well, so it's not like yeah. um the Falcons or the Lions where they they want to get a look at some of these young guys, right? The team has played well. They don't have a lot of motivation to switch things up at this point. So uh, it's not like the Raiders where they're like, hey, uh, you know, David Carr, Derek Carr, whatever the hell you're – Derek Carr, right? I always get it mixed up which one it is. Derek Carr, get your ass out of here. Uh, we don't need you anymore. Thank you very much. It's Jared Stedham time. No, the Dolphins are not doing that. They are fighting for the playoffs. But I agree. I like Channing Tyndall's prospects because – Look at the trash ahead of him, Addy. Yeah. It's a bunch of bums. Really so, cool. Where do we like Carter land? Boy, that's a great question. I think New York Jets makes a lot of sense mm. if they want to uh, keep Wilson around. or Because Mike White's probably going to get a nice little deal this offseason. He's a free agent as well. Wow, interesting. So, yeah. Anything? Any thoughts, John?
2: So, not the Colts then?
0: Lord, I hope not. I'm hoping we go (laughs) the rookie route. I I think we're, yeah, another bridge quarterback. I get to look at Derek Carr's face all year. (laughs) No, thank you. Um, I'm hoping we go rookie quarterback uh, with like a good head coach who can develop a rookie. So that's the hope. Remember when he had
2: like a breakdown guys, Derek, uh, what, what is his name at this point? It's
0: it's Derek, right? (laughs) It is Derek. (laughs) Okay.
2: Remember when he had the breakdown, like y'all just don't know what we're putting in our, putting, doing to our bodies. You know, y'all don't understand what we're doing to our body. He just had a lot of bad looks this year.
0: Yeah. he's an emotional guy. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Josh McDaniels is like, bro, you're dramatic. You get him, get this dude (laughs) out of here. Get me Tom Brady right now. Um, but, yeah, apparently Brady's going to the Saints with Sean Payton. Apparently he's going to Vegas with Josh McDaniels. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah, a lot of rumors. He's going to San Francisco to the team that he grew up rooting for. There's, he's going to be playing in three different teams. He's just going to be swapping uniforms. Trey time.
2: Lance going to be cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Trey Lance going to be trade bait.
2: Oh, Tom bust that Trey Lance. He'll never play another snap in the
0: NFL. I'll say that. All right, Addy, thank you for that. Let's talk Browns (laughs) commanders, gentlemen. And we're not trusting. We're not even going to talk about the Browns linebackers. I'm over it. We're done with it. No more about the Browns linebackers. But Miles Garrett, 21.63 points per game on 74% of snaps. He has looked good. Addy, who do we got over on the commander side?
2: We have Jonathan Allen, who's been a bit of a bummer lately. 7.25 points over his last three weeks. Jerome Payne also. Uh, you hate to see it. Five point seven seven points per game. Montez sweat as well. Being a, being a, just uh total bummer, just letting us down when what it matters the most. Three point, 3.12 points per game over the last three weeks. Jamin Davis, 10.8 points per game. Derek Forrest, 12.25 points per game. So, um, cameron this, curl this, also has been sucking 6.75 points per game
0: this game just sucks for idp options outside of miles garrett it seems like john
2: yeah yeah i think ever since we uh we pumped
1: the tires of montez sweat on that idp shorts uh, episode he's just gone completely downhill um but yeah i mean it's not a great one It definitely don't start any of the Browns linebackers um Miles Garrett you know he he had a down week last week as well but I think he's in a good spot to bounce back um Charles Leno is the left tackle there for Washington and he's been good last this this entire season but I mean Nick Bosa made him look like basically like a fourth line plug last week he just destroyed him. so um I would be I would be starting Miles Garrett with confidence again um Delpit I like Grant Delpit at, at safety I think he's a decent option
0: um, and you get, Wentz, and uh, you get Carson Wentz and you get Carson Wentz for Carson the commanders. So can't you just see him just not having any pocket awareness after like oh, yeah. several weeks off and just getting crushed on multiple sacks. I can see it. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. That's, that's bound to happen. It's not going to last long for, for Carson Wentz uh, as a starting quarterback again, but, um, yeah, the other one is, is Chase Young, right? He, he looked really good in his, uh, his return last week. He didn't really do anything for, for IDP purposes, but he was Washington's highest graded defender. And, um, it actually played a little bit more than they, they expected him to. I think they were planning on like 15 snaps or something like that. So uh, he got out there a little bit more and, and looked decent. So that's, that's a good sign, at least for, for dynasty manager managers going forward. He's not going to be, um, you know, a, a, a top option this week. But uh, there's probably some managers who were at least just wanted to see him on the field this season because it was looking pretty scary there that we might not even see him.
0: Yeah, that was a weird situation for a little bit. It was yeah. like, nah, another week, nah, another week. And it just felt like, are they – is this guy okay? something, yeah, something yeah.
2: going on. What is he going to be shut down? Is he not yeah. going to play a snap this year? But, uh, yeah, you're right. It was really nice seeing him out there. Where where does he fit, like, in your dynasty ranks, John? That is a good question. I've been starting
1: them um, in recent weeks, so I could probably tell you where I have him uh, kind of plugged in here. Um, but he's, I think he's
0: still not like a top option. I think, okay, so I have him edge 11. That feels about right. I was going to say top, around like 10, 10 to 12 range. So that, yeah. that feels about right.
1: Yeah, he's in, he's in like, a, I know Joey is not the most exciting person right now because of the injury too. But Joey Bosa is still 27 um, and he's, I mean, he's still elite when he's on the field. So he's in that kind of range with Montez, Sweat, Joey Bosa, Daniel Hunter. I, I have him behind Jalen Phillips. Um, I have him behind Rashawn Gary. I have him behind Kayvon Thibodeau and those guys. Yeah.
0: So. I think that makes sense. Where do you have him, Maddie? I've got him. It looks like edge
2: 15, but okay. I haven't updated it since he returned. So,
0: and just he seen, good. Just seeing
2: him back was gonna, yeah. That's yeah, gonna, that's that gonna helps. bump him up a little bit for yeah, sure. That puts
0: a little bit of wind in your sails.
2: Yeah, so I, I think he's gonna be probably in that same range. John mentioned, uh, like, I've been bumping up Azizo Jelari quite a bit recently. Who would you rather have, Azizo Jelari or, or or Chase Young? Ooh.
1: Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I think it's Chase Young, but oh, it's so close. I, I like Jelari so. I, I think it's still Chase Young for me, but it's, it's close.
2: Pay, I know you like Pay. I do like Pay. Oh uh,
1: yeah. I think still probably Chase Young.
0: I think it's still Chase for me as well on both of those. It's very close though. Yeah. I think it's just like,
1: like we know how good Chase Young is. Like we, we've we kind of seen, not like to his full potential in the NFL, but we've seen that kind of level. Like his rookie year was really, really impressive. I, the second year, you know, you he dealt with some injuries. He had the groin strain early, so that really kind of hampered him. And then he, he missed the rest of the season, obviously. So, and then this year has been basically a write-off. So there's there's a lot of question marks. And I think if anybody wants wants to put Quiddy Pay or Aziz Chalari ahead of him, I, I'd have no problem with that at this point. I, there's still a lot that needs to be answered for Chase Young. So.
2: He still is just 23.7 years old. That's the thing, man. Yeah.
0: So young. We've seen the potential. It's a great time to buy because everyone's down yeah. on Chase Young.
2: People forget that. People forget 23.7. Crazy. People don't think about that.
0: People don't, man. They don't think about age, man. <laughs> it's so true, bro. It
2: matters, dude. It matters, it matters so, so much, so much dude.
0: All right, let's move to the next game here. John, it's the Battle of the Birds, Cardinals versus Falcons. J.J. Watt recently announced seemingly his retirement. So happy trails to J.J. Watt. He has been playing well, though, 22.33 points per game on 86% of snaps. Zach Allen right behind him. Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, also cracking the top five. Saving Collins at 10.92 on 98% of snaps. Over on the Falcons side of things, Rashawn Evans, 13.2 on 100% of snaps. Richie Grant and Troy Anderson also getting in there. Grady Jarrett been down a little bit, 6.7 on 79% of snaps. And A.J. Terrell for CB Required Leagues, four points per game on 100% of snaps. This is an interesting one, John, because you've got some – um let's say debatable idp options on the Cardinals side of things and then with the falcons you have a team in transition going to desmond ritter signals to me that this team is is looking to the future they're trying out some of the young guys so how do we navigate a situation like this confidence meter on some of these idp assets in this game
1: yeah i feel pretty good about rashawn evans and richie grant um those are kind of the top guys for atlanta for me uh troy anderson working his way in there has been nice to see as well michael walker essentially uh is done now um but yeah i mean their their pass rush is abysmal like it is it, it's so bad there's absolutely nobody there i i, I like darnold Evaketti. he's still a rookie though he's got a ways to go but they're even grady Jarrett. just they just haven't done anything it's it's really bad and um yeah the guys that I, i'm trusting are Rashawn evans richie Grant. And, and you know what, I, I would play Troy Anderson in a deeper league uh, where you do have those linebackers like, that you'd be starting that aren't full-time players, um, the Bobby or and Quincy Williams and guys like that. So, um, yeah, Troy Anderson is interesting. It's, it's a good defense for linebacker efficiency like we've seen. Um, I know Rashawn Evans didn't have the best week last week, but these things happen. It just happened at a bad time where everybody was kind of hoping for a boom week, but uh, he, he should be perfectly fine this week.
0: Yeah, Addy, over on the uh, Cardinals side, we got Buda Baker, 13.62, but I think he's out, right? Yes. He's out. Yeah. out IR. The, yeah, IR. So, Buda Baker, uh, thank you for uh, the production this year. Buda Baker was fun to watch. He's 100 tackles, right? Did he get 100 tackles? He probably got close. I think he did. Because he. it was crazy watching that end-season hard knocks. It seemed like Buda Baker was going to be out for at least two to three games. And did he miss one game? I, don't, I think he came back off that high ankle sprain, like and played immediately. It was crazy to watch. Um, he's been a he's been a star of that hard knocks in season production. If you haven't watched that one yet, but, 111 uh, tackles. Thank Buda you, Buda Baker, Baker. Shout what? out. Just, this
2: was a down year for Buddha, You know, I think for most most people, fantasy wise, you know, yeah, their big plays weren't really there for. No, him. they
0: weren't. But I, I I have a new appreciation. Kind of like I came away from that Panthers all or nothing season with a new appreciation for cam Newton, new appreciation for Buda Baker. He's a real one. Um, just the heart and soul of that defense. So we hate losing him, but with him gone, John, Isaiah Simmons, Zaven Collins. I think what, what's your, um, what's your temperature on those guys? You feel good plugging those guys in. So I feel better about Isaiah
1: Simmons. Um, I, I kind of prefer him over Zavin right now. I, like i Zayden, he's had a couple of good games right but i i don't think it's been quite the season that we had kind of hoped it could be i think there's still potential for for improvement for him um at least as an idp um he's just i, I don't he doesn't have a single double digit tackle game this this entire season which is pretty crazy for a, a linebacker that averages like 98 percent of snaps um so that, he's been really inefficient, surprisingly. I, I actually pulled where he, where he uh, lands in the ranks. So he's 103rd out of 110 linebackers that have played at least 100 snaps in tackle efficiency uh, at 9.7% and the average being 13.2%. So he's, he's way down for, for whatever reason. It's, it's a decent deep, or in, on paper, it's a decent defense for uh, production and it's zone heavy, but um, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, uh, those guys have been the ones to do it. Maybe with Buda out, there's a chance for Zayvon
2: to get more.
1: Um, but uh-huh. I've been kind of disappointed this season with
2: him. Uh-huh. Then why was you trying to buy him off me <laughs> yes. for the trade deadline, old Macri? <laughs>
0: That's right. i, I, I knew something at a fair price <laughs> <laughs> i knew something was percolating because yeah. adam was getting upset he's like tackle efficiency ain't real just like pressures i've been trying oh, boy, to tell you
2: you got me going you got my blood boiling <laughs> i know
0: i was listening to that when i felt bad because i was
1: telling josh i think it was the next episode or whenever we were recording the preview i was like it was one of those ones where i was putting my waivers in and i was like you know what let me throw in an offer for uh, forgetting that who I was sending it to, um, yes, that, that your, mistake uh, number guys, one, <laughs> guys. So, yeah, sure uh, yeah. Yeah. So I created I the saving
2: season hashtag i've got to get max value every single time <laughs>
0: right. max triple x value that and is. if you don't
2: come with it on the first offer i <laughs> shut down everything
0: <laughs> it's over we're pulling the plug
2: try like a true alpha does that's, that's right
0: it. only true alpha status so feel okay about simmons but what about jj watt and zach allen john are we um confident plugging these guys in especially let's say D tackle required leagues i think that's where zach allen is going to be is he going to be considered D tackle in in some spots he should be yeah in like true position he
1: he's yeah. likely even jj watt actually would would have been classified as defensive tackle on true position even though he's been playing more edge this year yeah. than he did last year so that'll change back if he if he doesn't retire which it sounds like he is um but yeah i feel good about them i don't i think zach allen uh, it's questionable. I, he didn't play last week, right? Um, so there's there's a chance that he doesn't play again. Um, but if he does, there it's a decent matchup um, at least to get some tackles. Falcons are a run heavy team, um, and then yeah, you got the rookie quarterback back there as well with uh, with nothing to play for in that that uh, that offense. So definitely good for them. And Isaiah Simmons, Jalen Thompson, um, yeah, maybe get some. Could be a playable player. I, I'm i not, I'll probably not play Chris Bancho um, with Buda Baker. out. I, I just not in the finals. There's, there's gotta be better options out there for you.
2: JJ Watt has the chance to be the playoff MVP, man. Yeah. It's true. I mean, 31.4 points per game over his last two. We, we, we've, he's, he said that he's retiring at the end of the year. He should be as motivated as ever. He knows this is it. This is it. They're going to play the hell out of him. I'd imagine, I'd imagine we see, you know, I think he eighty percent, eighty to one hundred percent of snaps. I think
0: he almost played one hundred percent of snaps. I think this past we
2: see week. that for you know yeah. the next couple weeks. Um, it's let the big dog eat. Yeah, so hell of a career for JJ man.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I hate
2: to see him hanging up early. But those Watt boys have brittle bones. I'll
0: say that <laughs> brittle bones and tissue paper tendons. You hate really? to see something it. to think
2: about with you know his bro TJ. I mean well, is Derek TJ
0: in fullback required league. Could
2: he potentially? Uh, Hanging up early. Go as well. the same true. route. I mean, he's been getting banged up quite a
0: bit. It's true.
1: Yeah. No, he has. He's, he's missed. Uh, he's missed quite a few games, and there's a lot of times where he just doesn't even finish a game, right? Or he leaves the game for like a quarter or something, right? So, and he was voted to the Pro Bowl this year, which is a bunch of BS. So it's ridiculous. Anyway. I
0: saw where Ty- Tyler Huntley was like the the what? fourth alternate behind like Lamar Jackson. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what? what a joke. Did we just want to yes, see? Did we just want to see Tyler Huntley like play dodgeball or like get slimed or what's <laughs> oh, going on? Oh, that's right. Here? They're doing like yeah, that's right. it's not really like a pro bowl game. Yeah, this it's year. the Pro Bowl games. It's okay. like flag football. Right. I think dodgeball is still on the table. Yeah, they probably got some. Other it. They got like a skills competition. I would love if PFF made John like grade the Pro Bowl. Oh, I think God. that would absolutely. We would, he would drive his car off the nearest cliff. If yeah. that was we have to do like
1: senior bowl practices and stuff like the, the one-on-one reps and things like that, but <laughs> that's tough enough. I can't imagine what grading the pro bowl would be like.
0: It's like, how are we even supposed to grade the dodgeball game? Yeah. Hey, I don't even know what constitutes a good rep here. We're paid subscribers. We could
2: submit that request in there, yeah. Josh. We
0: could. We actually could.
2: You know, that let's we ruin want the John's pro ball to be graded. Yeah. Yeah. And we know just the
0: guy <laughs> for the job. We know exactly who's signing up to do it.
1: Yeah, he's watched the Ben Stiller dodgeball movie 15 times. Yeah.
0: He knows. He's ready to go. Well, let's talk about a, uh, a game that has a lot of questionable assets. We've talked about a few games already with some guys that have question marks with regard to our confidence level. But let's talk about some more. Josh Jaguars versus Texans on the Jag side. Rayshon Jenkins, twenty-two point seven two points per game on ninety-nine percent of snaps. Foy say to Deluicun, you are not taking Foy say to Deluicun out of your lineup. Nineteen point three three points per game on hundred percent of snaps. Trayvon Walker, fifteen point one five. Josh Allen, fourteen point five three. Over on the Texans side, Christian Harris. 19.37 on 99% of snaps. Jalen Petre 18.67 on 100% of snaps. Uh, and then uh, linebackers uh, for the Jags as well. We should also mention Devin Lloyd appears to have snatched back the secret stuff from Chad Muma. 13.3 points per game on 87% of snaps. John, let's start on the Jag side. Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, putting either of these guys into your lineup in the championship week it's tough right because you, you probably
1: don't have much better options than like josh allen you probably drafted him as your one or two right so um what have you got uche yeah i so i'd rather uche this week over josh allen. um i just think you look at like te- the texans tackles have been kind of sneaky good this year like that the team is not good but they're their offensive tackles, like Laramie Tunsil is our highest-graded pass-blocking tackle, um, and the other one is uh, Titus Howard. Um, so Josh Allen plays both ends of the line. Uh, he's got a tough matchup on each side, of, uh, each side depending where, wherever he lines up on the snap. So um, I'm not overly confident about Josh Allen this week. Uh, I don't know if Trayvon Walker is going to play. He didn't play last week, so he'll be questionable again. Um, but I wouldn't be overly uh, excited about starting him this week either. If if he can't go, Arden Key would go in. I'd feel about the same uh, with Arden Key as I would Jerrod Walker. So yeah, I, I mean Josh Uche, I I probably would play him over over Josh Allen just for just the like, for the high upside play. I don't think um, you know the Texans are an easy matchup for edge, for edge rushers.
2: Little
0: Josh on Josh violence. Love to see it. You Love know to what? See it.
2: You know what's wild with Foyer Lewican. Last year, he was amazing, of course. Averaged 16.8 points per game. This year, even better, his first year in Jacksonville. 17.3 points per game this year. Has been an absolute monster. Truly yeah. the most
0: underappreciated IDP superstar. He oh, is. I really believe that.
2: Yeah, he he really is, man. The uh, the tackle numbers have been insane as of late. Yeah. Like, just nuts.
0: And having two really solid linebackers alongside him there, and Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma, it's like, how does this guy continue to do it? He's incredible.
2: Yeah. It is. it is uh, much respect to foyer John do you have a read on that situation there with with Muma
0: and Devin Lloyd yeah what's what's your take on that it seems like Devin Lloyd is back but the snaps fell a little bit are we trusting Devin Lloyd in such a big spot I I'm skeptical just I mean 70% of snaps is an ideal that's what he played last
1: week um he, he he had a nice game he had I think what nine tackles and an interception um the interception was like an end of the half um just like Hail Mary by Zach Wilson, which was always going to get picked off, so uh, he just happened to be the guy to do it. But he he made up with it with like decent efficiency, and Chad Muma uh, put up a zero, I think, in the box score, and he played thirty two percent of snaps. So he still ate into Devin Boyd's uh, snaps last week. Um, people that just look at the box score might not have picked up on that just because of the the production. Comparing the two to each other, um, but there's still there's definitely risk with Devin Lloyd uh, this week. Even even after a, a nice game, but if you're starting them in as an LB three or four, that's probably where I, I'd feel good about it. But there there's definitely better options, um, guys that are gonna play every down and, and are a little bit uh, more reliable. So I, I would be a little bit concerned there as far as what they're doing there. I, I think they could just be looking at it as you know a situation where they don't want just two guys to play all the snaps, right? They're gonna they're gonna split up that time and. Give Lloyd a little bit more of the work and, and still get movement in there. But so not ideal for IDP, but um, that could just be the way they're going to, to get a read on them for who knows, the end, till through the end of this season. And then we'll see what happens next year. But um, could definitely be a risk next year
2: as well.
0: I hate the Jags, Addy. For doing this to us. It was
2: so annoying. We, knew, we knew when it happened that it yes. was annoying. We could have had
0: Lloyd or Muma in a different spot in a nice profitable role. And here we are trying to figure out who's the second banana to Foyce to Luica.
2: Yep. I mean, all, and on the uh, Texan side, you know, you got some really interesting dynasty pieces now too with Christian Harris. I mean, we are a little worried about him just because he hasn't been productive. Um, but, you know, last couple of weeks that he's, he's, he seemed to have uh, turned that around and yeah. 19.3 i guess over the last three 99
0: um, of snaps as well feels like john the christian bros kirksey and harris and then jalen petre are pretty solid options especially in deeper leagues he an absolute stud right oh, yeah. he's been solid, he's, he's bro fire. i think is he safety in, I'd, I'd, in scoring I'd say so. Score?
1: yeah he's been awesome man um yeah especially with derwin missing time too right he's he's definitely probably jumped in in the last few weeks um but yeah, those are the those are the guys. Uh, you know, streaming option, open eye Okaronquo, not the worst option out there. He's, he's decent. Um, but there's even Jonathan Owens, like the safety there, there's still there's some risk there because he's not truly like a full tech full time player either. Um, and he does play a little bit more deep. So um yeah, those are the guys. I think it's it's the the Christians and um and Jalen
2: yeah, uh, Jerry Hughes decided that he didn't want to do uh, sacks anymore. <laughs> no no more sacks. Those. I'm tired. I'm <laughs> tired. I'm
0: Swearing tired. off sacks and abstaining from them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he had enough of those.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, anybody else on this team, anybody else in this matchup, John, that we like. Uh, it seems like that's um, that's pretty well it.
1: Yeah, I think that's it for me. I am not going to play around with these guys too much. I I think that's it.
0: All right, well, let's move on to a very depressing matchup for this guy. Colts versus Giants. Oh, my God. Okay, so here we go. We got Big Dick Nick uh, swinging it for the Colts the last couple games because we are all in on the tank and getting the uh, highest possible pick. Um, As if uh, that uh, Monday night game wasn't embarrassing enough, we're going to continue with Nick Foles the rest of the season. No first down? Is that what I heard? Yeah, well, yeah, no third down conversions. Okay. So, yeah, it was – we also did it in the Patriots game as well. I think we did not convert a third down. That was – I believe that was uh, Sam Ellinger's last start. He started the Raiders game, which we got to see in person. Hashtag blessed. And then I think the Patriots game was uh, the one that got Frank Reich fired. And then Jeff Saturday came in and replaced him with Matt Ryan, who then benched him for Big Dick Nick. So. We're in hell over here uh, in Indianapolis. Did we get to see
1: the Vikings game?
0: Yeah, I, I got to watch that on my phone at, uh, at my wife's family Christmas, so that was ruined. Uh, so thank you, Colts, for that. Um, good stuff.
2: You guys got the, the number five overall pick right we're, now. We're at number
0: five. We have a path to number one, I think. Um, I'm hoping if we can get in the top three, maybe we're in range for one of those top three quarterbacks. That's my goal. It's my goal for the season: new GM, new coach, new quarterback. Let's just turn the page uh, from the skid mark of a season. You, you think don't want? Yeah, you know, go ahead, John.
2: Oh no, I was just going to say. Do you think the NFL
1: should like do a, like a draft lottery as opposed to like the inverse order of the standings?
0: I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. It'd be another TV spectacle, so I'm sure yeah. the NFL is oh, looking yeah. into it. Because now you could tune in to see which ping pong ball comes out for yep. what teams and all that. So, um, yeah, I'd be for it. It's, it would probably help with some of these pretty blatant tanks that we've seen this yeah. season. I mean, the Raiders are starting to Stidham, so <laughs> there's that. And the Colts are starting Nick Foles. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, Addy, why don't you read some of these Colts options while I go, uh, while I go cry. Sure.
2: DeForest Buckner. He's been great as of late 23.4 over his last three weeks. Another surprise here, though, Deo Oda-ingbo. Is that, am I saying that right? Oh, Dangbo oda uh 21.3 points per game over his last three weeks. It's kind of like what you see when you see that points
0: per game from him. Oh,
2: <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Uh, he's been playing a, a healthy amount of snaps, 65% over the last three weeks. Uh, Rodney Thomas, 17.5 points per game. That's a nice little option for you there. As of late, um, Zaire Franklin—he's been great all this 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 whole season. Seventeen points per game, playing all the snaps. Uh, Quiddy Pay also been really good as of late, averaging seventeen points per game. Um he has been solid, thirteen point one points per game. Grover Stewart—Stewart Stewart has been a, a bit of a downer, considered uh, considering how he, he started the year. Yeah, um, but still a nice option for you, I think, in defensive tackle leagues. Eleven point three points per game over his last three. Uh, and Yannick has also come back down to earth, uh, to earth a little bit. Ten point three points per game over his last three weeks.
0: Yeah. So some nice options for the Colts, John. I think DeForest Buckner, you're putting him in. Uh, Zaire Franklin, Quitty Pay, all feel pretty good. What about Bobby O'Karake? Um The snaps have been a little weird, and I kind of wonder. I don't think the youth movement and and the tank is going to affect the defensive side as much as the offensive side, uh, but. I I don't know, man. Uh, Bobby O. It seems like is the one that's been coming off the field. I saw a lot of EJ speed last week. Bobby o, Confidence level week seventeen. Yeah, he,
1: he's another one of those guys, similar to, to Devin Lloyd, who's a little bit riskier, right? um He's not playing that every down role. So the, you know, the good thing with him is he's at least been like efficient with his playing time. So you wouldn't really know that he's coming off the field unless you're watching the game. He's um he's above average in, in tackle efficiency when he's out there so that that kind of helps him a bit um but definitely there's there's some risk there right if they play like 54 defensive snaps or something he's coming off the field about 30 percent of them there's there, that's a big chunk of uh, time missing and um it's not a lot of snaps to get tackled so uh there there's definitely risk there i'd push him down the ranks uh, a fair bit uh this week and then um Yeah, Zaire Franklin for sure. I mean, he's just been so good. And Rodney McLeod um, has been decent as well. I kind of like Rodney McLeod. He doesn't do much other than get tackles. Um, So you can't really expect much more than that from him. But if you're looking for, you know, like a a deeper safety uh, play, you can kind of plug him in. He gets ideal efficient uh, alignments. And um, and it's been decently efficient as far as tackles go. But uh, he's not going to get you you know, sacks or interceptions or, or, or anything like that. Most likely he's uh, he's about as poor as they count, but uh, a decent play at least.
0: Yeah. Wanted to circle back around. Jalen Petre is safety one. Okay. On the season. He yeah, is not wow. DB one. That is still Legarius Sneed. DB three is Marcus Jones. Where's wow. That's, wow, that's isn't that crazy? crazy right? because he that, yeah. he is three points behind. That's in, in Josh Petre or Jalen Petre leagues that have return yards. Return yes, yards yes, away. which ours does. That's that's a um, very important point here. Where which does, all leagues?
2: Where does P-trace, uh Where's he in your ranks now, John? Among safeties? Safety is so weird Dynasty? at the moment. Yeah, for Dynasty. He's yeah, be I haven't, I haven't high, started right?
1: safeties yet, but he's yeah, he would definitely be high. I think, we'll be top um, five.
2: It's like you know, Derwin Brisker, Kyle Hamilton. Petre right? And some in that—that's mi- that's the mix, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, uh, I, I like I was talking about Duggar, but I, I put him in there. I think Hufanga probably gets in there. Mm.
0: What about C.J. Gardner Johnson?
2: Oh yeah, I think he's he's in CD the conversation. Yeah, I C.D. Deuce. In
1: yeah. That. So, yeah, I mean top ten for sure, and then, I yeah, maybe start pushing him up after that. Let's see. I'd have him ahead of Jamal Adams. I'd have him ahead uh, of. Jeremy chin
0: oh, yeah. that's a good one yeah. would you have him you yeah, have him had a jeremy uh, chin, for sure yeah jeremy yeah. chin we, we you guys know adam thinks he's right. a big O. yawn
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> but he has he has been better since he's come back but yeah no i hear you he's uh he's been disappointing um yeah, so he's in, I'd say top eight for sure, and then I'll, I'll play around with it and try to figure out where he goes after that. Yeah, I think I
0: like so. It. I think that's very fair. On the Giants' side, John, this is obviously a plus matchup. The Colts are ass all the way around. Azizo Ojalari, we know he's a nice option. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Leonard Williams, got Dexter Lawrence, Julian Love, a lot of big names, but the one I wanted to ask you about specifically, Jalen Smith. points per game on 76% of snaps. This is a ghost from IDP past, but say managers are in a bad spot. They've lost some guys to injury. Would you recommend rolling out Jalen Smith? And if so, what kind of expectations LB three LB four, where are you looking at him? Yeah. for him, I feel like it's
1: at best LB three more likely LB four, like I think he was sixty-five percent of snaps, something like that, last week. So there's bigger risk with him, um, and then especially the Giants' defense is another one of those kind of man-heavy, blitz-heavy uh, defenses where linebackers can go an entire game without coming near the ball. So, um, and, and we've seen that kind of result this year. Like he's had some some real stinkers and Tate Crowder before that. So, um, yeah, he, he's a riskier play for me too. I, I think LB three is is the hope that you get from him, um, but more likely LB4, I think.
0: I'm hearing, Addy, don't start Jalen Smith. Yeah. (laughs) Just pray you're not in that position. Deeply, steeply. I
2: I can't imagine. (laughs) I can't imagine being in that spot. Especially the
1: Colts, like, their offense, like, who knows what it's – like, they're just not going to be able to move the ball. They haven't been able to move the ball. We did
0: not convert a single third down.
1: Unreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's it's definitely a risky play. I, I like the defensive line guys, um, but Jalen Smith is a tough one.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it seems like Azizo Jalari, Kayvon Thibodeau, no hesitation rolling those guys out there. Uh no. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, how do we feel about those dudes as well? Yeah,
1: feel good about that. and I'm starting them where I can. Um yeah, they're like they're it. all solid plays. So, yeah, the cold line has been rough um and yeah nick Foles is uh it should be interesting so yeah, yeah i'm going with, with i'm I'm running with the giants d line this week
0: dragging that big old pecker around it's hard yes, to avoid jacks
2: uh expect cave to officially arrive in year two i think mm, that's, yeah. oh, that, yeah. it's great it reminds me a lot of jalen phillips just we've we've seen the flashes mm-hmm. um he's gonna be he's someone that you should be trying to buy this offseason i mean most people that have him probably aren't selling yeah. but
0: I feel like you're going to have a lot of cave-on shares in these 100 best ball drafts we're doing. Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> which, by the way, folks, get over at theidpshow.com. You're going to get early access to those best ball drafts, of which John Macri will be in... Quite a few. We're going to drag him into a lot of these. We're
2: trying to do 200 this year, guys.
0: (laughs) We're trying to do 200 in February alone. Uh, Should be fun. Let's move on to the next game, which uh, features another depressing team. Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett, but get the Chiefs this week. So that should be fun for the clock management coach, who is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Uh, What a weird turn of events in Denver. Who could have seen this coming with the optimism and hype surrounding the team when Russell Wilson came to town? But here we are. i tell you what, though, Addy. I am optimistic about Josie Jewell. Mm. 17.87 points per game on 100% of snaps. You also have Justin Simmons, 15.85 on 100% as well. Alex Singleton, 14 points per game on 83% of snaps. John, let's pause right there. We feel great about Josie Jewell. But Justin Simmons and the long, greasy-haired man, Alex Singleton. What do we think about those two dudes? Well, I have a lot of
1: confidence in Alex Singleton. Um, even though he's not a full-time player, this guy—I mean—he's elite as an IDP. Like it is insane how, like, how well he racks up tackles. He's the most efficient tackler in the league at this uh, right now—twenty-two point two percent, which is nine points higher than average. Um, and he's doing this on less than every damn linebacker, uh, workload. So he's basically, uh, if he was, so look at it this way. If he was playing, uh, like Foyer and steps, I think Foyer has played over a thousand now. Um, Alex Singleton would have well over 200 tackles, uh, on wow. this pace. Wow. 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 Unreal. <laughs> he's, uh, he's an IDP God. Uh, Josie Jewell also has just been like fantastic uh, it's a great defense for them um, for denver for linebackers so they've taken full advantage which you love to see um very confident in those two guys and justin simmons less i'm less confident in just because we know kind of what he is it's kind of that boom bust he can you know he can land you a pick and, and make you your week or he can go with you know an entire game with two tackles or something like that right so um, there's risk there but it's a good matchup against the chiefs um, Kansas City does have a pretty decent quarterback that can move the ball so um, good chance there for for Justin Simmons I don't mind him this week
0: all right well, on the Kansas City chiefs side a plethora of beautiful IDP options headlined by Chris Jones 22.7 points per game on 70. of snaps. Willie Gay, 18.57 points per game on 65%. Frank Clark back in the mix as well, 13.33 on 76% of snaps. Legerious Snead continues to do the damn thing, 13.03 points per game on 100% of snaps. John, one of your favorites, Furious George Karloftis, 12.93 points per game on 51% of snaps. And then Nick Bolton, 12.67 on 100% all those guys we feel good about anybody questionable for plugging into lineups.
1: I am feeling pretty good. I like the defensive line. I mean, the Denver O line obviously has zero interest in blocking for Russell Wilson at this point in the season. So just pick your favorite Kansas city defensive lineman. Um, and there's a pretty good chance that they're going to be able to get a sack this week, at least a few QB hits. Um, yeah, even Frank Clark, who has been notoriously ass, uh, has been better lately and uh, has a good matchup here. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you're starting Nick Bolton. Uh, Willie Gay, yeah, you could start him in, in those deeper leagues as well. Chris Jones, for sure, has just been so damn good as a pass rusher. So, uh, love him at the defensive tackle spot.
0: John, I think it was one of your colleagues at PFF. I can't remember who it was. I'll, I'll try to find the tweet. But I believe said that the era of Aaron Donald as the D tackle one in the NFL was over because Chris Jones had assumed that throne. Do you think this is slanderous to call Chris Jones the defensive tackle one in the NFL? I think it's slanderous. I, I, I do think it's. I mean,
1: it's it's easy, right? Because Aaron Donald hasn't been on the field the last few weeks, so the guy, he still gets like triple teamed every single play, even this season. And he still was earning elite grades. I know he's, he's getting older. He's going to retire. And so maybe that's part of it, but, and Chris Jones, I like, I don't want to talk bad about Chris Jones, but um, because he is, he's amazing. And I think it's very close, but it's so, as long as Aaron Donald is alive and in the NFL, it, it's hard to say anybody is a better player at their position. IDP, you could, you could, you know, say something else, but I would have a hard time making that, that comment. So I'll, I'll disagree with whoever it was that made the comment. I didn't see that one, so um, hopefully they don't hear this.
2: Anyway. It was Chris Collinsworth. I was going to say, I
0: think oh. you're about to get a strongly <laughs> worded letter. Here's a guy that needs to be looking yeah. for another job. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love these Chiefs options. I'm firing up the Chiefs defense in uh, the championship game I'm in, in our longest-running league back at the VIP. Uh, In the title game. So going to fire these guys up. Love the options here. Love the playmaking and turnover potential. Don't love Russell Wilson trying to talk to his lineman with the football in front of his mouth. Like we could not see exactly what he was saying from the 6,000 cameras around the stadium. That dude, Adam, is a humongous doofus.
2: He just can't stop being weird. He just doesn't know how to do it.
0: I think every, it's like his brain is hardwired backwards. He's like bizarro man. Yeah. Like he, everything that would be the normal, rational, no, like cool thing to do, his brain just says to do the opposite. Yeah. It's like he watched all the corny sports movies. Yeah.
2: Just every single day of his life. That's the only thing he watched. And, yeah. And just got that ingrained into him. He never developed you know, social skills. He was just watching the movies and working on uh, football
0: that's it that's it john that's all that russell that's wilson my has
2: you've solved the puzzle i think that makes perfect
0: sense yeah what, are the, yeah, what are the corniest sports movies that's all he had as a kid yeah because he's
2: not he can't that guy can't be real right that guy's not yeah. real
0: that guy feels like a simulation he feels like feel, a
2: i feel somewhat bad for him i guess it's hard you <laughs> guy is making tons of money but uh I, I just well, actually I feel bad for his teammates that have to endure those. He was doing high
0: knees on the plane while the teammates were trying to sleep. That's when I knew, like, oh, this is over. Like these yeah. dudes hate this guy.
1: Zero self awareness. He just yeah, like I yeah, he's he's trying to be nice, but he's an asshole because yes. he just he can't help himself. It's just he is it's so, so bizarre.
0: He lacks so much self awareness that he just. Can't help but just great people every time he comes into contact with them. Yeah. It's kind of amazing that you can be that clueless. Yeah.
2: Man, there's nothing worse or cringier than that that unlimited video that he put I'll out.
0: Mm.
2: That is as bad as it gets. I don't know,
0: the hostage video where he was eating the sandwich and it felt like he was talking to like a hostage.
2: Everything he does is bad. It's bad. Yeah. But, but the unlimited stuff was just unhinged. This guy's
1: not normal.
2: No. This guy has zero friends and maybe maybe yeah, maybe it's a cry out for help,
0: honestly. Did Ciara like like lobotomize him and put yeah. in like a robot brain? I don't know. I'm scared. Oh, John, I found the tweet. It was uh it was Mike Renner, uh, okay. via it's just football. Aaron Donald's reign is the best defensive tackle in the league. Is over Chris Jones has taken that over. So take it up with Mike in your right. in your Slack channel tomorrow. Fair enough. Start it's a, a fight, action. John. I mean, I get it. I I definitely get it. I just think. John's upset. I don't know. I am a little upset. We've made John mad. (laughs) I'm I'm
1: okay.
2: It's not fair. Aaron Donald's not playing right now. That's right. That's right. It's easy to pick on a
0: guy when he's down
2: been a tough year for the Rams in general. You cool. know,
0: yeah. We talk, it. talk about a team where it's been a tough year. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Carolina Panthers battle for the NFC South continues. We've got some decent IDP options for the Panthers. Frankie Louvu, 17.47 points per game on 99% of snaps. There's Jeremy Chin, 14.42 on a hundred percent of snaps Brian Burns, 14.37 on 89% of snaps. Shaq Thompson, 12.35 on 100% of snaps. John, that feels like the end of the list for the Panthers that we feel confident rolling out. Am I wrong?
1: No, you're not wrong. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, Brian Burns, I think, could have a decent week, especially if – Tampa Bay has to start that third string left tackle again. Um Brandon Walton, I think it was, had like a 46.8 pass block grade last week. Um, <clears throat> I think Burns can can take advantage there. Yeah, Shaq and Frankie. The linebackers are solid. They're not like, you know, amazing, although Frankie has some big play upside. Uh, but Chin, yeah, Chin's been interesting lately. He's moved kind of like more to a slot corner spot, um, which has allowed him to be more productive there. And you got the points in the last three here. Um, it, it kind of shows, he, I think, yes, I think I have pulled it up here. So since week 11, uh, yeah. he's got 34 total tackles. There's a bye week in there for the Panthers. So if you take the bye week out, that's sixth most among safeties. So he's getting the tackles. Still not necessarily like the big plays and things like that that we got from him in his rookie year, um, but he's a solid option. Um, so I would still be feeling comfortable with Jeremy Chin uh, for Carolina.
0: Over on the other side, Addy, Antoine Winfield Jr., 7.5 points per game, 43% of snaps. I know he's missed some time this season. You also have Keanu Neal, 9.08 on 51% of snaps. And then Mike Edwards, 9.25 on 52% of snaps. Logan Ryan in the mix as well, 10.33 on 96% of snaps. It seems like this safety group, Addy, has been a big old mess is Logan Ryan the best option for us if you want some DB action from this Bucks team?
2: I'm not interested in him right now. It's just been too inconsistent. I mean, and with Winfield kind of getting back in the mix, I just don't trust it right now. The production hasn't been there lately, so I'm, I'm not going to chase that at this at this time. It's week 17.
0: What about uh, Levante David, yes. Devin White?
2: Levante David has been amazing, and not just the last three weeks. I know he's averaging 16.5 the last three weeks, but – Look at the last five weeks, seventeen point one points per game. That is sixth best among all linebackers. That's so, beautiful. Um, he's been out producing Devin White, um, but yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't bench Devin White or Levante David right now at this point. So, um, yeah, this should be a fun game. I expect it to be, a, you know, a, a lot of back and forth. So, I mean, I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for for their playmakers to make plays.
0: Yeah, Sam Darnold leading the charge for the Panthers as well. So, should be uh, he's been surprisingly solid lately. Yeah, it's it's either going to be a shootout or it's going to be this the grossest like six to eight game that we've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think there's any in between.
2: Yeah, or the Bucks will score you know two touchdowns in the last six minutes yeah, exactly. or something like that. That's how <laughs> they'll look special.
0: lifeless for you know most of the game. We've
2: seen that game like four times this yeah, year. Man,
0: what's up with them? I don't know, man. Just t- Tom's They're a just old. They just got yeah, old. They it got just old takes fast. A bit. I mean,
2: the rosters—it's just old, dude. It's Julio Jones. It's Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's coming off the ACL. Leonard Fournette it's like
0: looks fat as hell. Leonard
2: Fournette's old and fat. You're right. I mean, <laughs> I mean Tom, Tom mean, we're Brady's all
0: fat this time of year, but Jesus, Tom
2: Brady is 45 years old, right? I mean, his, also, did you see the look into the locker room uh, with with uh, what's his name, Ted Bowles? That is Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. This guy is boring as hell, and no one looked motivated in there. He's like. All right, guys, that was a good win. You know what next week is. It's for all the marbles.
0: Let's break it down. (laughs) He's like, uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's like they went from Bruce Arians, you know, who was like, let's get drunk, and uh, to just Mr. Cardboard.
2: Well, I mean, you have all these vets in the locker room that have been around and seen things, you know, and it's just like, yeah, I, I don't. I'm happy that the guy got an opportunity, but there was a reason why he flamed out as a head coach, I think. Yeah. Previously. And, and the reason
0: why I think, well, this team is old, but I don't think the coaching change, the abrupt coaching change helped them much at all this season. He's better as a DC. That's right. Some people are just like that. Let's talk about the next game, though, which, I mean, we'll see if this one proves to be fun or not. Bears versus Lions. Uh, some decent options in this game, John. I'm curious, though, before we run through the names here. Um who jumps out to you? If you had to pick one guy to start from this matchup, who are you putting your name behind? Oh, it's the GOAT, Alex Anceloni. I figured as much. You have a <laughs> thing for long-haired linebackers that are really, really bad in the NFL. <laughs> no, it's it's
1: not Alex <laughs> Anceloni. Don't, uh, um, don't listen to me there. He's, he is my IDP MVP for next week, though.
0: Absolutely. Um, Can't wait to hear that explanation. Yeah.
1: Um, But for this matchup, if I had to choose from both sides, I mean, Jaquan Brisker, I know he's not in the top five over the last three weeks here, he's close, but um, I feel pretty good about him, and Nicholas Morris picked it up lately, too, so I kind of like those two guys, I think, I know you said one, but I like two, so um, those are the ones that I would go with, I think the Lions, they're a decent offense, too, and I think they'll be able to keep the ball moving, I like Jared Goff again this week, too, so um yeah there should be opportunity for for the bears uh, back seven not the uh, not the front the defensive line is is another one that's atrocious um but uh i i like brisker i like nicholas morrow joe thomas not a bad option um
2: kyler gordon i've been yeah, saying say, a lot he's been really good kyler player.
0: gordon especially in cb yeah, leagues that he's been, been great yeah
2: like John mentioned, it's another great matchup. Detroit's gonna be airing it out. It's yep. inside. Right. This is a this is that's at Detroit, beautiful. isn't it? So Yep. So that's good news.
0: Yeah. On the on the Detroit side, John, I mean, I look at some of these names and I'm like, <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, ten point three two points per game on eighty-four percent of snaps. Rodrigo 6.3 on 57% of snaps. I mean, Anzalone is one of the points leaders at 10.75 Jerry Jacobs, 16.9 though. That's not too bad, but uh, I don't know. This team feels a little grosser than I remember.
1: It's, it's definitely gross. Um, Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, I think is solid just based on volume. And, and, you know, he every once in a while he'll flash um, and, and hit a big play, but, I mean, Deshaun Elliott is questionable. Again, he didn't play last week. Uh, Fatu Melifonwu uh, came in and played for him, and I think he led the team of tackles uh, last week. I'm pretty sure. It wasn't like a lot, but uh, maybe nine or something like that. But um, he came in and played most of the box snaps uh, for Deshaun Elliott. So he's kind of interesting if Elliott can't go. But, man, yeah, it's – I don't know. This team, I mean, they're close to a playoff spot. I guess they're still in contention, right? Like they were – on a bit of a heater there so um, i think they still have a chance but that, they that loss it, but.
0: yeah that loss to carolina really hurt their right. chances that's right
1: yeah so they're they're doing it with uh, with a lot of scrubs but um you know just like with idp sometimes you got to do it with uh, with a lot of the no-name players and they, these are the guys that help you win and uh i mean other than Aiden hutchinson how many guys do you feel comfortable with here really
0: yeah, I know our boy Jake Colhagen recommended Melifan Wu as one of yeah. his starts at DB this week. So um, with, yeah, Deshaun Elliott being a DNP for the Wednesday practice, it looks like he might be getting the start, and uh, Jake recommended him in the DB3 range. So if you start a lot of DBs, that could be a name to look at. But, yeah, Eddie, on the Lions side, uh, Anzalone, if you're in a pinch. Yeah, he's fine. Um, he's solid. Aiden Hutchinson? Sure. Big play upside. Jerry Jacobs. Yeah, Jerry Jacobs. He's been solid. Speak Um, on
2: it. uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, though. I mean, this was everyone's favorite IDP the first, you know, five
0: weeks of the season. Yep. Really came back to earth, didn't he? Did the opposite of the like kind of late season rookie surge, where yeah. it was like he started off hot and then it just kind of sizzled. Well, it was, it was kind of getting
2: out. like the the snaps were approaching like 80 percent. Then they just really just started shutting him down, and you see him now like he's in the fifty, what fifty seven percent the last three percent, weeks. Yep. So I mean, that's just not ideal, and um, you got to figure that Detroit is they're going to be motivated by what they saw this year. So they're going to be, I think, players in, in free agency. They're going to be maybe trying to bring in some impact players on defense. So, I mean, there's not a lot of dynasty assets that I feel good about outside of Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson That's really, really it.
1: Yeah. Tracy Walker, he feels still good about that? He's got the work. contract.
2: He's got the contract, but, I mean, gosh, coming off an Achilles. Yeah. yeah. I That's don't a, like I'm that at all. I guess Kirby jo- Joseph is okay. He's interesting. But, yeah, there's just – James Houston, he's been interesting the last few weeks. Just <laughs> out really of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, just very limited staffs and opportunity. But, man, he's making the most out of them. Yeah. Any relation to Justin – that is dad. No,
0: like dad, is that you? <laughs>
2: Could be his dad. I mean, Could Justin be. is Justin old Houston enough is at this point. I
0: think he is 53 years old. He absolutely is 53 <laughs> years old. Uh, let's talk about the next matchup here, gentlemen. I think we have six games left, so let's talk about Saints versus Eagles. This is juicy, even with, uh, I don't know, is um, are we going to get a Jalen Hurts game, or is he out again for this one? I think it's Minshew again, isn't it? Seems like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it seems like it's probably going to be Minshew. All that, although there was some optimism, I guess, from Siriani saying he's not going to rule him out, and um, something about he, him being a fast healer or something like that, going to help out. That, that
0: means, always makes me laugh. Fast yeah, healer. It's like, what do we, what do we, we have like actual like <laughs> doctors who can help, like describe <laughs> this thing in like you know actually quantifiable terms. We don't have to get like mystical here.
1: Yeah. I don't know what it, what it, how much to put into that either, but, um, my he's,
0: got magic are blood. Yeah, he's got the Wolverine blood <laughs> in him. Jalen hurts. I think Dak Prescott said the same thing, right? He's a, a fast healer. Like what uh, the hell does that even mean? Yeah. Sick brag. Yeah. Cool. Cool stuff, bro. <laughs> well, let's talk about the IDPs in this game, John. Let's start on the Saint side of things with the recent, um, reemergence of Pete Warner. Now, is Pete still healthy? Is Pete still gonna be back out there? Is he out? IR. IR. Okay, I th- I thought he came back, right? Yeah. And then he was never
2: right. Clearly never right.
0: Yeah. So is it Caden Nellis' season once again, John? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not like a
2: you know, a true
1: full time role or anything like that, but he's he's been another guy that's been uh, decently productive in his, his spot because DeMario Davis just isn't or he's rushing the passer. Um Demario Davis, by the way, six and a half sacks this year is a career high for him, so um, still doing it at uh, 63 years old, so that's impressive. And, kings uh, stay
0: kings, John. Yeah, that's it,
1: but uh, not the not the best tackler, so he lets Caden Ellis or Pete Werner do that, so that's uh, key for IDP.
0: That's nice of him.
2: Dude, Demario yeah. Davis has what? How many sacks, you say? Six and a half. Six and a half, and then Caden Ellis has five and a half, I think?
0: That's insane. That's nuts. Yeah. Kane hey, Ellis really is a little playmaker.
2: Is does Kane Ellis have any dynasty value? What's his contract situation? He's gonna be—is he gonna be there next year? Do you know?
1: That's a good question. I don't know if he's there next year, but I mean, it, it all depends on Demario Davis, right? Because as long as he's there, and the Saints are constantly in cap hell, um, but they restructured his contract, I think this off season, so they made him—you know—they they, they weren't—they didn't have to cut him or anything like that. And I don't think Pete Werner is really going anywhere i think he'll still be the starter as long as um as long as he's healthy but it's just dependent on Demario davis what happens with him if he retires or whatever
2: yeah but Caden ellis people may think like oh where's this guy been he is he's been around he's 27 and a half years old so i mean he's just he's old yeah he's this isn't his uh first rodeo he's been around a little bit bit of a journeyman so uh, but, yeah, doing the most is opportunity. I mean, five and a half sacks as a linebacker, thats that's that makes your ears perk up. I mean, he should, he'll should he get an opportunity somewhere, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, let's look over on the Eagles side. We've got the 49ers game coming up here next, John, but this Eagles 49ers defense, man, talk about two of the best units in the NFL. But for IDP purposes, I think we can trust Josh Sweat. I think we can trust Hassan Reddick. Um linebackers, TJ Edwards, 12.08 points per game on 88% of snaps, and then Kaiser White down at 7.98. Feel all right about TJ Edwards, John? Kaiser White, not so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Feel pretty good about TJ Edwards. Um but yeah, Kaiser White just just not getting the snaps um to make you feel overly comfortable about him. Um uh, please. Mostly on passing down, so he does get like decent amount of tackles on passing plays. I don't Saints, I think are kind of in the middle. Actually, I don't know. I'm maybe talking with my ass there, just kind of thinking at the top of my head. Um, so yeah, I'm not overly comfortable about Kaiser White. is basically what I'm trying to say. TJ Edwards, I am. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: White's been kind of mad
0: this year. Yeah, kind of yeah. mad. Brandon Graham though, 23.58 points per game on 38 percent of snaps. Talk about boom bust, John. Is there any world in which you're plugging Brandon Graham into your lineups? Oh, uh,
1: probably not.
0: If you I, I, need, let's say you're a big underdog yeah. and you have a flex spot, is he like a decent Hail Mary? Let's see if he gets like two mm-hmm. or three sacks. Yeah, there's a world, I guess. You know, yeah. I, you start. You start four. Clear. You start four defensive linemen. We're in some leagues like that.
2: Yeah. There's a. There's a. There's a chance. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's I not start, unusable.
2: Like our, yeah. One of our listener leagues is like what five deep. Five defensive linemen so yeah um yeah there, i guess
1: there is a, a world then, um especially with like guys like that are getting rested this week right daniko yeah. luxury and jeffrey simmons and who else you know ends up showing up as a as an out this week but yeah so i guess there is a chance um it's just yeah it's it's definitely risky but that's i mean most defensive linemen could put up a zero for you on any given week so um Yeah, you like the upside, but uh, most leagues I'm not starting.
0: Let's talk about three guys we haven't mentioned here, John. And let's assume this is DL, not necessarily defensive tackle required leagues, but Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Cameron Jordan. How do you rank those guys in terms of wanting to plug them into your lineups?
1: Probably go Hargrave, Jordan, Cox.
0: Wow. Okay. So going Hargrave one. Um, seems like Cam Jordan, yeah, he's been down a little bit, 8.25 points per game on 81% of snaps. Uh, whereas Javon Hargrave 9.4 on 62%, Fletcher Cox 9.85 on 60%. So what gives you what gives you the confidence to go Hargrave uh edge over Cam Jordan?
1: So for me, it's like with Hargrave, it's the pass Rush Up sign. I think of the three he's far and away the best pass rusher. I know Cameron Jordan has that kind of, um, you know, that uh, like history of being like an elite pass rusher, but he's slowed down significantly over the past couple of years. And uh, he's basically produced on volume alone. Um, He hasn't really looked like himself out there ever since he's, Uh, like when he when he's actually out there he gets his sacks basically um there's a lot of cleanup sacks and and things like that but Javon Hargrave and against the interior of the Saints uh offensive line which is a little bit on the weaker side uh I like um I like Hargrave quite a bit and I'd actually play Carl Granderson over Cameron Jordan
0: this week uh, okay anybody that's interested there there you go Carl Granderson Addy I like that as well why don't you uh he's
2: been solid. But we gotta talk about the Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick though. Oh, that's right.
0: Cool. Oh, I feel great about both those guys. I mean,
2: yeah, My they've, God, been, they've been Josh Sweat going up. He has been um, I mean Hassan Reddick has been too, but I mean Josh Sweat, he's averaging thirty five point one points per game in the playoffs. So the last two weeks. So he's he he's gonna be in consideration for uh playoff MVP. That's that's number one uh yeah. among everybody. Wow, so, is it really? Uh, yeah, in the playoffs. I mean, you know, two That's games, crazy. but yeah, he's had two monster weeks. So, um, yeah. Man. I wish
1: Bobby was here because I'd like to know what his reaction was when he saw that Josh Sweat pick six last year or last week. He oh, must oh. have kicked his pants because
2: that was for. Oh, he was. Holiday. We
0: saw it. We were in the uh, the <laughs> group chat with Bobbo. He yeah. was. Uh, I think he typed like sweat <laughs> something like that.
2: Yeah, because it looked it looked
0: grim for him at that point, man. It swung. <laughs> yeah. It swung a lot.
2: That was huge, man. That was huge. Yeah, that was cool to
0: see. He needed that because he was facing Ben, who had Marcus Jones and put up 55 points. That's right, yeah. That's right.
2: Marcus Jones is probably the one leading everybody over the last two weeks. Yeah.
0: Probably. But Josh Sweat
2: is number two, I'd say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's – Don't cancel me, guys. Sorry, Mm -hmm. everyone. Adam apologizes. Forgot about Marcus Jones. All right, 49ers versus Raiders. We mentioned it. Nick Bosa leading the way for the Niners, 21.5 points on 75% of snaps. Drake Greenlaw, 17.83. You also have Jimmy Ward in there, 14. Talano Hufanga, 12.87. Charverius Ward, 12.75. Diamador Lenore. 12.67 on 97% of snaps. Fred Warner down at 10 points per game on ninety-five percent of snaps. Over on the Raiders side, Chandler Jones, who I believe is is he gonna be out this week? Probably so. Sounds like he's done. Think they'll shut him down, John. I think so. Okay. Thank you for those three weeks. Chandler. Yes. Thank you for your service, Chandler. You can go join Derek uh, Carr on the beach in Malibu. We'll
2: be probably buying back in next offseason. Absolutely.
0: We'll be talking <laughs> ourselves into old Chandler Jones. Do you know his brother's John Bone Jones? <laughs> that's, that's it. That's what we keep that's going That's the back narrative. To. Uh, Max Triple X Crosby, 16.07 points per game on 98% of snaps. Denzel Perryman, who I believe is out as well, correct? Yeah, down yeah. for the year. Done for the year. So it's Luke Masterson season, John. 70% of snaps over the last three games, 10.75. And uh, that feels like about it, John. Who do you want to talk about from 49ers, Raiders, anybody? Pique your interest.
1: Oh, um, I mean, Nick Bosa for sure. Although he didn't practice today there, I think they said due to illness. Um, so I have a lot of Nick Bosa that I'm relying on this week. So that will be devastating if he can't go. I really hope he does. Um, yeah. Drake Greenlaw, Fred Warner, they've been awesome. Ufanga has been great. Chavarius Ward, another guy. Man, but that 49ers defense is disgusting. And now they get to face Jared Sit. I'm like, Whoever like thought Jared Stidham against the 49ers defense, just terrible
0: idea. This has and, like this has like forty two to three potential yeah, right here. It feels like it's gonna be
1: ugly. Um, Nate Hobbs, Nate Hobbs is the other guy for the Raiders that I I do like. I know quieter over the last three, but really solid for a cornerback. Um, that such a volatile position. He's been he's been consistently good. Um, so I I just leave him in lineups. I'm starting him everywhere as well.
0: All right, Addy, here's the million-dollar question. We've talked a lot about this guy this season, Fred Warner. Plugging in with confidence? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Probably starting Dre, though, if you have, in some world, you have both guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you have to choose between the two, yeah, I think Dre has definitely been the guy that's been hotter as of late. So, yeah, I would lean Dre. Just because, also, I mean, yeah. If you ever look at those things like those the uh, those like next next gen like stats like where they dot out like targets and stuff like against the forty ers you know, the middle of the field is always just like blank. It's just
0: vacant. It's just <laughs> they everything's, don't even
2: try. Everything's to the outside. Um and so I mean, Fred just doesn't get the tackle opportunity that Dre gets. So um yeah, I think that I think at this point we're going Dre Greenlaw. Even though Fred did outscore him last week, both of them had kind of down down gains. But yeah. Uh, Greenlaw right now. It's funny to see. Dynasty, though, I still think it's Fred.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so.
2: Fred's still just 26. It is Greenlaw's funny. like 25, I think, and a half.
0: Yeah, I think we looked at this when we were talking Fred versus Dre, but it is funny that both the Chiefs and the 49ers, you probably would fire up the LB2s, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in terms of the depth charts and Dre Greenlaw and Willie Gay. At least I would. Um, yeah. If I had those two guys next to each other. Uh, But obviously Nick Bolton, Fred Warner, both amazing plays as well. And I don't think you're, you're not, you're just not taking these guys out of your lineup, right? No, you're happy to have those guys. Those are, those are starters. I'd rather go down with those guys in the lineup than try to be cute and pivot away because I would never live with myself if those guys did well on the bench and I ended up losing because I tried to galaxy brain some stuff here.
1: So So I got, I got a bit of a decision here. So I'll I'll your thoughts on this. Yes, please. So this is the league I was talking about. This is my longest running league. I'm in the finals here. My linebackers, you can start up to four. Um, I'll have to start four because the other option is to start two DTs and Aaron Donald is out. So I got Cody Barton, Levante David, Zaire Franklin, Dre Greenlaw, Foye Aluakon, Bobby Wagner. Spillane and Joe Thomas, who aren't really in consideration, Good so God. I got to start four.
0: This Did he kill a, every this, other member of this league? This right? is uh, this is an absolute this is brag. It's a fourteen-team league too, but this, this is a I, I honestly, Oh no! To...
2: Listen to that. Just the brag gets even worse. <laughs> oh, My God! Did he
0: just say it's a sixteen-team league? <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. 14. 14. Okay. Good Lord, John. Well, I just i i'm back
1: and forth on it. I don't know whether to play well, Greenlaw, Levante, David. Obviously Foy is in there,
0: right? Yeah, Foyer is, Foy is in, in the no brainer.
2: Also, I think Zayer Franklin's probably the no brainer. Yeah. I think yeah. so too. He's proven at this point. So um, then
1: between Greenlaw, Barton, Levante, or Wagner.
2: I think oh man. I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go Wagner.
0: I gotta go Wagner as well. And then well. I think
2: I'm gonna maybe go discount Bobby Wagner, just because so, I want to say that.
0: <laughs> just discount <laughs> Levante, yeah. Levante David. Levante David versus Dre Greenlaw.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to go Levante David at this point. Even though I love what Dre Greenlaw has been, it's just like um, Levante's That's tough, man.
0: I think that's I'm going tough. Dre. I think I'm going Dre, but it's very close. Who does,
2: oh, who does Tampa get this week?
0: Tampa gets Carolina. 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 I love that
2: matchup. That's a great matchup. Uh, yeah. but I kind of like Levante.
0: 49ers get the Raiders and Jared Stidham.
2: Yeah, but is Stidham going to keep the, that offense on the field? Know. That's a good question.
0: Yeah, it, could, it could be playing out
1: all my thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah, it could be a game script situation.
2: It's tough, man. That's a tough yeah. one. But, I mean, you got – like, so we get a lot of questions like that from listeners, and I know yeah. you do too. It's You're just splitting hairs. Like, you're in a great position. Like, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer. So don't beat yourself up because, like, yeah. the fact that you have five amazing
0: options, like – Here's yeah. the thing too. I don't think either of those guys is going to go for, like, 30 points and i don't think they're going to score you less than like 12. Yeah. I think all those all those guys are safely in that like 12 to like 25 range somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's not like oh i i lost out on like 20 points from Dre Greenlaw versus Bobby Wagner. Yeah. I think yeah. they're all going to be right there in like 15 18 20 points. And
2: based on those linebackers, i can't like I can't imagine that your opponent having a better stable than that. Like, I, I feel like you have the advantage at linebacker and knowing who you are. I'd say your defense and the rest of your team's better.
0: Yeah, he's like, uh yeah, the other guy is Juwan Bentley, Luke Masterson, Joe Thomas, uh, just a bunch of bums. It's a
1: good it's a good defense. Yeah. Jalen Phillips and Vic Bosa, Quinn and Williams. Yeah, yeah, it's a good
2: defense. Okay, yeah. It's a amazing yeah, defense. Just
1: keeping in mind, like last year in the finals, I started Bobby Wagner. He played one snap, got injured, and I lost by uh, like a handful of points.
2: Those, those these are the things that haunt me. Um, that's true. But, that's true. But remember, we were beating the drum. Early on this year, that Wagner was like a top three linebacker yeah, option, yeah. and he's done that for us. That's right when yeah, it mattered. Right. So I mean, I think I think you roll him out.
0: Dance with the yeah. girl that brought you, John. Yeah. And, whatever, yeah. and, and whatever and whatever decision, hey, too, like, we struggle with the yes, same decisions this year. Absolutely, our t- their teams <sighs> are not that loaded, but yes, that is absolutely. Um,
2: and uh, listen, dude. That's a, I mean, you're, you're, you're there's a good chance you're not going to pick the right one. Yeah, you know? you're going like, to make the right. wrong well, choice. Yeah, four sure. options that's tough so i yeah. mean don't beat yeah. yourself up about it'll it be cody way.
0: barton and uh all the other guys the uh, joe thomas yeah. Yeah. joe you... thomas and
2: robert spillane uh, yes exactly 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 <laughs> right joe thomas. it is a
0: joe thomas week i think it feels like it yeah, yeah. <laughs> jet seahawks boys is the next matchup we got to talk about quinn williams 14.48 uh points per game We also have Quincy Williams in there. The Williams bros leading the way. 11.58 points per game for Quincy Williams, 78% of snaps. DJ Reed, CJ Mosley. I love this list. DJ, CJ, Williams, Williams looking really good here. Sauce Gardner rounds out the list at number five, 7.08 on 100% of snaps across the way. Ryan Neal, 12.25, 72% of snaps. There's Cody Barton, 11.08 on 89% of snaps. Jordan Brooks, what the hell is going on there? 10 points per game on 89% of snaps. You also have Yuchenne Nwosu, 4.58, so he's been down the last three weeks, 81% of snaps. John, there's a lot of very interesting names on this list. We didn't even mention Jordan Whitehead, 5.67. Carl Lawson, 5.32. Um... What's going on with Quinnen? Do we know, is, uh, is Quinnen back? Is Quinnen healthy? Is he feeling good? I mean, he played last week on
1: a short week, so I think that was a really good sign. He played close to his normal workload. It wasn't like the full one. He got the sack, too, which was nice to see. Um, Ten days rest, which is nice. So I think I think I feel pretty good about Quinnen Williams. I think I have him as, like, DT1 or 2 again this week, so I, I'm not benching him for anybody. Um it is a good matchup for IDPs. There's a lot of guys that are kind of interested in this week in, in this one. Jordan Brooks, he, he's at 10. He, he had that game where he left early, right, where he got hurt um, and didn't return. So that, that plays a part in that, too, and, and Cody Barton filled in. Ryan Neal is interesting. I do like him. I would be playing him as one of my top safety options. But if he's out, I'm not looking for his immediate replacement because last week they split up those snaps. Uh, between jonathan abram and t's Tabor or tabor whatever it is um those guys split his job so uh if he's not in then i'm not looking for any ci seattle safety uh, and at uchenna i think it's a bounce back week for him against george fant sorry wku oh, no,
2: no i agree i was about to say cool the same back. that's a tough one yeah because i mean we love uchenna but yeah george fant
0: might get dusted this week. I was going to say, Uchina and Jordan Whitehead, two of your low-key favorites. Jordan favorite Whitehead's daddy.
2: been a bit of a little bum lately, so I hate to bum. see that. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to make me look bad on the flag plants.
0: Yeah. What's up with that, Jordan? Come on, bud. It's, come through in a big uh, spot yeah. for
2: us. Yeah, come see me, brother.
0: <laughs> hey, what about CJ Mosley, John? Kind of a unheralded solid option. Feels like the classic LB2, LB3 option for you. Yeah, yeah,
1: LB two for me. Uh, he not like the overall LB two, but yeah, in that LB two range, he's I think he's as solid as as they come. Um, yeah, doesn't leave the field, and uh, he is a great tackler. So there's something really to just like about him.
2: You are talking about Mosley, right? Yes, yeah, CJ yeah. Mosley. He's been playing. He's been grading pretty well this year too, actually. Right if I remember yeah, correctly. I, um, I think so. Uh, yeah. uh, other little side note, uh, Quentin Williams, I mean, is he your DT1 in Dynasty? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he is. Is he's it joking.
2: close? Um, You got Jeffrey Simmons in the mix, of course. Yeah,
1: Jeffrey Simmons is in the mix and Chris Jones is kind of older, so he's right. not really there. Jonathan Allen, I, th- I like a lot, although he's like 28 now. So um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, Clearly, Quinnen and Jeffrey Simmons is probably the closest for me. Um, yeah, I still have Aaron Donald within the top five or six. Um, obviously, that depends if he's playing again. But um, it's still you get a dominant DT for even a year. That's that's a positive for you. So there's some good there's some good names coming up. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is yep. a good one. Um, Christian Wilkins. Yep. Christian Barmore and Oliver. There's some decent play. Draymond Jones in Denver. Um, is not old. I think he's 26.
2: We're is eventually
0: going to do that top eight video. Yeah, I we
2: mean. do. We have a defensive tackle of top eight coming out, and, and yeah, and, and all those names you you mentioned are I think Josh on has it. Pretty much spoiled it. Um, oh shit. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, you know, there's there's a nice there's a bunch of nice young up and coming defensive tackles that are already producing really well. Um. So, yeah, defensive tackle is in probably the best spot it's been in a while.
0: It's in a really nice spot. Yeah, Very nice spot. All right, Andy, let's keep it rolling here and talk about Vikings, Packers. Why don't you talk us through some of the top options from this game with your favorite team?
2: All right, for the Vikings, Eric Kendricks has been playing really well as of late, 19.02 points per game over his last three weeks, playing 91% of the snaps. The Neil Hunter, I will mention about Kendricks, he has been dealing with a bit of a hip, Injury. If you watch him out there, you can tell he's not moving right. Um, he's getting he's getting burnt quite a bit. He's he hasn't been as good this year in general, but I think he is bat- battling some injury issues. He is getting up there in age. He's thirty now. So um, anyway, Daniel Hunter. He's also been fantastic as of late. Nineteen points per game, playing eighty-one percent of the snaps last three weeks. Jordan Hicks, thirteen point four points per game. He's been seeing his snaps kind of decline. Sixty-six percent over his last three. Um, I don't know if that's due to injury. We've we've been actually getting to see a little bit of Brian Osomoa, who has been extremely efficient with his opportunity, um, piling up tackles and just you like to see that. That's a that's that's a good sign for next year. I think he was a third round pick in this, this previous draft, so I mean, decent draft capital. Uh, again, Eric Hendricks could actually be like a cut candidate potentially. You know how that stuff goes. I mean, maybe it doesn't happen, but you never know. Um, if he if that does happen, I mean it wills up for Asamoah, so I think he's a great buy out there for you. Also, check your waivers. You know, some there's a lot of these guys, these day two picks that are still floating around out there on waivers. I, I've gone through and scanned through some of my leagues, and like I'm just surprised at some of the guys that are just floating out there, like the uh, the the Maja Sanders, Cameron Thomas, like those types, Josh Pascal, like guys that were second round picks that haven't really got their opportunity, like. They shouldn't be on waivers at this point in the season. Um, I think we mentioned most of the relevant ones for for the Vikings. Patrick Peterson's a decent cornerback option. Zadarius Smith, obviously, you're going to start him, even though he's been only averaging eight point eight points per game over the last uh, three weeks. Harrison Smith has also been a major bummer, four point one points per game over his
0: last three. Sixty three percent of snaps. Has he been healthy? He's
2: not been healthy either. He's missed a handful of games this year, so I mean that should be a telling sign. Um, that he's not playing right. And also he's like 34 at this point, you know, I mean, there's a good chance that we could see him hanging up at any moment. So, um, yeah, I think the main Vikings are going to be starting is, is Kendricks Hunter and Zedaria Smith and not really messing with anything else.
0: Yeah. John, what do you think on that?
1: Yeah. I'm with you hundred um, percent. Yeah. So Smith revenge game 2.0, right. Got a second oh, yeah. day in week one. Um, yeah, he's been like just kind of okay in the back half of the season. Not like the easiest matchup against Green Bay, but I think it'll be motivated to get one get another one against Aaron Rodgers. The Neil Hunter's been great. Um, yep. I, I, it could be a better week for Harrison Smith, but yeah, he hasn't been great at all this year. Uh, well, not sorry, not this year, but lately. Um, so, yep, those are the guys. That's it.
2: I mean, at this point, like, I feel like there, there's been a lot of cornerbacks that I've been. Trotting yeah. out there in those defensive back leagues that were, you know, where you start four DBs. I feel like, uh, you know, if I had like a Kyler Gordon or like a, a, sure. some type of cornerback like that, I'm probably starting him over Harrison Smith at this point. I would, yeah. Even though on the fair. year, like points per game wise, Harrison Smith is still probably top 12, even though he's been down lately. Um, there, he's just, I don't know. I don't trust him right now. I think, yeah. You know,
1: if he's not healthy and he's, you know, coming off the field, something they're managing his snaps and things like that, getting him ready, it's their gonna make a playoff via the playoffs it's it's risky for for this week but um, so yeah i'm with you if you got decent quarterback options whether it's a kyle gordon or yeah jerry seed obviously but you know any of those guys you'd be playing over
0: yeah his uh since week 10 11 10.75, 8.75, big game, 27.8 in week 13. By or no, he did not play against Detroit. It's weird. He only misses the Detroit games. We talked about this, and then against Indy, five points, 3.25 against the Giants. So wow. there's some um, some decent games in there, but also some duds. From one of the top scoring safeties this year, so
2: we're not seeing the production. He's not
0: healthy. I just don't feel good about it. Yeah, that's that's a guy I would probably sit down as well. Yeah, if he burned, us, okay. That's fine. That's fine. We got there's some okay options out there, especially in DB leagues, like you said, where we have those nice cornerbacks. Over on the Packers side, John, are we trusting Preston Smith? Twenty four point four five points per game on seventy five percent of snaps the last three games. Rolling uh, Smith out there anywhere?
1: Um, I believe I do have Preston Smith going in at least one matchup. I'm not like overly excited about it, but he's been solid. I went five sacks in the last five games, something like that. Um, mostly thanks to like really good matchups. Their offensive lines he faced haven't been good, but he even got a half sack against the Eagles and had a decent game there. So, um, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about Preston Smith. He's been, he's been quietly good this year and, uh, I'm, I'm still comfortable starting him. Like the edge position, you want good players. Preston Smith is a good player. Otherwise, you're just hoping to get lucky, right? So, um, you know, you, you got to combine that with with at least some some decent NFL players, and Preston Smith is that. So, I I, I feel good about starting him.
0: Yeah, Russell Douglas has been amazing as well. 18.88 points per game on 100% of snaps. John, is this another team where the quote unquote LB two is the better option. Quay Walker, 16.95 points per game on 96% of snaps. Devondre Campbell, 9.08 on hundred percent. I like Quay Walker a lot this week and I am rolling him out with confidence. What say you? Yeah, I feel good about him. Um, yeah. It, it's one of those things. Like it, it could be either
1: guy on any given week that, that outperforms the other, but I'm uh, considering that. Quay's doing it on less than uh, every down roll. It, it's pretty impressive. So we like to see that for a rookie, um, especially for Dynasty purposes. Uh, we do love Clay Walker. So I'm, I'm good with him um, as a starter this week. Probably playing him as like an LB3 uh, most likely. He's not anybody's LB1 or 2, I don't think, uh, especially in the finals. So um, you'd feel pretty good about him there.
2: How good do we feel about him in Dynasty?
1: Good question. I'm Refer to the ranks again. These a, are rough. Keep in mind. Um, I think I have him. He's is uh, my top eight. Um, Love to see it. Love to see it. LB6, it looks yes, like. Yes,
2: sir. Where, Where you got him at? Yeah. Brilliant minds. LB6? LB I think I've got him. I think I've got him a little higher. Um, okay. Wow. Nice. But yeah, I mean, he, he's up there. I think he might be LB4 for
0: me. He's been so, so good. So the
1: guys I have ahead of him are Nick Bolton, Roquan Smith, Fred Warner, Devin White.
2: Okay, so I have, mine, mine goes Roquan 1, which we'll get to it when we get, have we talked about Baltimore yet? Not yet. Okay, we'll get to that. I have Roquan 1, uh, Bolton 2, White 3, Walker 4, Foyer 5.
1: Okay. Okay, okay. So I, I'm i lower on Foyer and higher on Warner. Then.
2: I have Fred 6. Okay.
0: Okay. So the, all these guys are within. Spin so we're in the yeah
2: we're on the same, same yeah. wavelength. It's beautiful. It's love happening. We
0: love to see it. We love, love to see it, boys. Echo chamber is just an echo chamber, y'all. It is. We're all brainwashed. <laughs> so I would true. I would kill myself if I was in an echo chamber with you and I had to listen to you every day, Eddie. <laughs> Absolutely taking the easy way out. We got three more matchups here, gentlemen, and some nice names. to Talk about Rams. First Chargers, the Battle of L.A. This was flexed out of Sunday Night Football. Steelers-Ravens in. Let's talk about Bobby Wagner, 18.82 points per game on 96% of snaps. Jalen Rams have been playing well as well. He may not be himothy. But he has been averaging sixteen point one five. That's right. I think about that <laughs> all the time.
2: It was man, the most embarrassing moment of the year. Can't be he with Russell that? Wilson. Yes, he did. He was. He did that. I'm him thing pregame, and then the Debo Samuel. There was a great mm-hmm. like mashup out there of, oh, that, yeah. of that scene.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was this. That felt like around the same game when the uh, office meme of like corporate needs you to look at these two pictures, and it's, they're the same picture, and it's. It's uh, Jalen Ramsey and burnt toast <laughs> felt like yeah. that was around the same time that started circulating, but hey, <laughs> 16.15 points per game on hundred percent of snaps. We'd love to see that uh, Taylor Rapp 12.85 93% of snaps. Ernest Jones taking a little bit of a nosedive here. 7.92 points per game on 54% of snaps across the way. John, what is going on with these chargers IDPs um, King Derwin, What's going on with King Derwin? Is he uh, he's got the concussion? I think he's gonna be out this week, right?
1: It seems like yeah, the conky gonna knock him out this week. I, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna risk him. They're they're in the playoffs now. It's kind of a bummer because this kind of happened last year, right, with Derwin, where right. he was dominant all season and then playoff time came and we did not get to, to use him. Um so yeah, you're likely benching him. Like if there's news before game day that he's gonna play, then I'll I'll put him in, but I'm not waiting till game day. I'm looking for better options um, if, if it gets to that. So, yeah, no suspension or anything on that clean hit uh, against your Colts there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, other than that, he looks
0: Look, like You can't awesome. hurt me saying it was a clean hit when he <laughs> literally ear the guy. I feel nothing for the Colts.
1: Um, hey, you don't know what that guy said to him, pre-snap or anything like that. He said something about his mom. We, we can't be judging Derwin on one hit.
0: Derwin was pretty shook up, though. I kept waiting for him to show the replay because my dude was uh, kind of doing the whole, like, kind of shaky on his feet, <laughs> yeah, newborn yeah. deer yeah. routine. So right away. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was bad for both parties. Um, yeah. Drew Tranquil, not bad, though, Addy, 19.57 points per game on 100% of snaps. I guess you're trusting him at this Are point. We Are we trusting d Are we trusting D-Roo, John?
1: Her- <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I am. I am. I'm putting him in there. Um, I mean, I know the Rams' offense is going to be hit and miss. It's going to fall apart at any given moment under Baker, um, but I, he kind of does a little bit of everything, right? He he's, he gets his pass rush opportunities. He can land some sacks and um, a decent tackle floor. I I kind of like Drew Tranquil. It's again probably low end, like LB two, um, but I I'd be, I'd be starting him over. Quite a few options. There's a lot of risky linebacker options this this week. So, yeah, I liked your tranquil.
0: All right. Anyone else you want to call out here, Eddie? Khalil Mack, perhaps? Clue Mack, I think. Yeah, he's this
2: is a, this is a really nice matchup all for Clue right. Mack. So yeah, I think I think he should be in consideration. He got us a sack last week, and actually he, sh- he was close to getting like a lot
0: more. He was terrorizing Big Nick Nick. He was, was he was very scary
2: all around the quarterback. Uh, pretty much every time I tuned in, which I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't sit through that entire game. It was but bad. I did notice Mac was doing his damn thing. So. Yes, he was. Uh, I, we, I think we could see that again this week. But uh, Derwin James, I know I, I keep just asking about Dynasty, but is Derwin James still the number one? I mean, and he is starting to – He's has he crossed over 25? Is he 20? 26. Okay, Do he's twenty six. jersey
0: behind John's head right now on the stream yard. <laughs> yeah, room? I know. I,
1: I, I could, I, it's too hard for me to move him out of the safety one spot. I'm probably leaving him. I don't think I'm taking him out. I trust me. You don't. Have, nobody should be. You don't have to draft the guy at that spot. We talk about this all the time. Like, don't spend the capital on Derwin James or any of these top safeties because the position's so replaceable. But uh, we got to rank them somehow. And I think that's. Uh, I, I still feel good about him as safety one.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like he's 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 really just entering his in his prime. Um, yeah, just sign
1: a new contract, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you can expect elite production for another three to four years at least. I mean, and that's worth a lot. It especially is. at a defensive back position that I mean, you know, it seems more than ever it's 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 been harder to predict. I mean again, I've played a ton of cornerbacks in those leagues where you start, you know, three or four defensive backs. Just a it's just yeah. a tough time. It's
0: you tough. Know. It's tough in these D B C there's like five Safety good, is there's like five sell. good safeties. Yeah.
1: Got yeah. It. It, it's a gong show. There's, there's any given week, one of them is just going to kill you with like an absolute dud of a performance and it, it could be anybody. So um, yeah. There, I mean, Derwin's been solid all year. I will say that, but again, not healthy. Right. So
0: yeah, not healthy. Trust uh, not suspended though. So he plays. Good. We'll keep an eye on the news. Let's talk about the Sunday night football game. Gentlemen, Steelers versus Ravens. On the Steelers' side, T.J. Watt, 22.33 points per game on 86% of snaps. He may have brittle bones, but he's coming through when it matters. Cam Hayward, been a bit of a bummer this season, but 21.1 points per game over the last three weeks, 88% of snaps. Alex Highsmith, 11.53. Miles Jack and Stinka Patrick there, John, 9.75 on 100%. Robert Spillane, 8.75. You mentioned him earlier, 83% of snaps. Devin Bush, go to hell. On the Ravens side, Roquan Smith leading the way, 21.03 points per game on 98% of snaps. But hey, there's Patrick Queen at 16.93 on 94% of snaps. Linebackers leading the way, but John, perhaps the most interesting name on this list, Kyle Hamilton, 13.48 points per game, 72% of snaps. We're not plugging in Kyle Hamilton in championship week. Are we?
1: (laughs) Oh man. I mean, in those deep leagues, like where you're starting, like, like Addy was saying, like four or five DBS probably, I I mean, but outside of that, I don't think so. It's still 70% of snaps. Um, but, man, it, it's a good thing that he's getting on the field for it because they put him in kind of this slot corner role now. Um, so that's been able to keep him on the field and keep his snaps kind of consistent uh, as he kind of bounces between, like, 70 and 80%. Um, but, man, he's productive when he's out there. He's, he looks really good. I think he's our sixth highest-graded safety right now um, for for the year. So that's really impressive for a rookie, especially as um, – you know the preseason highlights didn't look good. Uh, I remember there was that one rep I can't remember who it was against where he just looked like a robot trying to turn in coverage but I mean he looks he's, he looks like he's settled in now and just want to see him in a full-time role but uh, yeah, deep leaks only
2: yeah.
0: It feels like um Addy, the the early season panic has kind of given way to okay, it feels like Kyle Hamilton's going to be okay. I
2: think so, yeah. I I think he looks smooth out there for when I've been watching him recently. So yeah, I, and also I mean, you got to remember this guy's like 6-4, right? John. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I really like the just going forward. I mean, they could use him in the slot, they can use him in just a multiple, you know, amount of ways. So, uh just a a nice fit there. But what I really want to talk about with the Baltimore side, Roquan Smith and the PFF grades, especially, if you look when he was in Chicago, I think it was the first eight, he played eight games there, right? Uh, He was in the 40s, his PFF grade was. Now in Baltimore, 84.5 since he's been in Baltimore. And that's, you know, that's six, seven games at this point.
0: Has he turned a corner, John?
1: that's pretty crazy that that's a big turnaround right like that's usually you know if you see a guy go from 40 to 60 you're like okay that's that's signs of life that's more closer to what you'd expect from your average NFL linebacker but I mean yeah jump into the 80s like that's top tier level um that's kind of what they they paid him as obviously so um yeah that's a great sign I I I do I don't know why I haven't watched a ton of Ravens and and I'll probably use the offseason to see the difference in how Chicago used him and how how Baltimore is using him, but man, that's that's a massive
2: turnaround. Yeah, I just feel like you know it's probably because he's just not as expected to 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 do as much there. Probably being used yeah. better, right? He's Being used better, he's he's in just a better situation, better coaching, better yeah. talent around him, just everything. You know, it kind of feels like yeah. he
0: was the skeleton key that unlocked Patrick Queen as well. Because yeah. I feel much better about Queen, and I thought I would feel worse about Roquan, but. I feel great about Roquan. Feel great about everyone there. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's something you have to keep in mind. Like when some of these players are performing poorly, PFF wise, uh, it could be just because the situation they're in. They need to. You got to wait for that second team whenever that comes, whether it be through trade or through you know once the contracts up and they sign elsewhere. Sometimes you just got to wait for them to get in a place where they're they're going to fit properly. We see these coaches come and go all the time, so I mean, the scheme that was there when the guy was drafted does not mean that scheme's going to stay the next year, right? Um, so so yeah, just something interesting that I that I saw with Roquan.
0: That's a that's a yeah. remarkable jump,
2: and it made me much more confident. And and we talked about this. We really like this move for Roquan's career. I think it's yeah. I think it's perfect yes. for him. Um, but I think it makes you feel really good when you when you have him sitting as your linebacker one in dynasty.
0: Yeah, and he's averaging twenty-one points, and the production's uh, back, right? Yes. The production's right, right back
2: where it was, in, in Chicago. But now the grades are there, so yeah, it's
0: beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful he's, day, he's John. A lot of
1: it, right, like yeah, it, I, and I know it's not something like that we can measure or anything like that. But you got to figure, like, so much of the game is mental too, right? Where you know he he knows that he's not staying in Chicago. He knows that he you know, he was sitting out uh, most of the offseason, and, and he knew that he was going to be looking for a trade at any point. He had zero motivation to play for that team. Um, so there, there's there got to be some aspect of that as well, just going to a new team, getting a new league on life kind of thing and uh, just feeling better, playing better. Type thing.
0: Yeah. On the Steelers' side, John, I think TJ Watt, yes. Cameron Hayward, yeah. yes, especially in D-tackle-required leagues, I feel like that's a yeah. must-start. Um The linebacker situation, though, I don't trust any of these guys. This feels like a Cleveland situation to me where it's like, no, thank you.
1: Yeah, if if I have any of these guys, I'm avoiding them if I can. Odds are you can afford it. If not, and I have to pick one, it's probably Robert Spillane somehow.
0: I think it's Big Bob. Yeah, (laughs) I would agree. Yeah, It's so weird, right?
1: He's the only Steelers linebacker all year to have played 100% 100% of defensive snaps more than once uh, in, a, in a game this season, which is so bizarre. That is an insane um,
0: statistic. Like, that is it's, nuts. It's,
1: yeah, it, it's really weird. The, Miles Jack, he came back last week but played like 25%, yeah. 30% of snaps. they done with like that. that. Yeah. yeah. You can't trust it. Devin Bush is, even when he is getting snaps, he's not efficient enough to, to trust. So, uh, hopefully you can avoid them, if not Spillane in the desperation point.
0: Yeah, I think they've shaved that bush. So <laughs> maybe he can be resurrected on a new team, but it's not happening with the Steelers yes, with the manscaped. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the lawnmower 4 auto. Yeah. That'd you be guys. a fun way to announce the manscaped sponsorship being back. That
2: would be fun. That would be fun. They that would, would never good. do that. They're, They're not f- back though, folks. They we have blocked are, us on all platforms. Yes, we are officially broke, but we are forever grateful. Thank you. Manscaped.
1: I
0: believe it was for sets. That's hey man,
2: they for real. Those are the best. That, that has to be the best yes. commercials they Every ever other
0: had. ad read was just total <laughs> garbage compared to that. Those
2: were amazing. Yeah,
0: thank you, again, John, and thank Olivia for us as well. I'm still using the products too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the razor. Oh yeah, I yeah. use. Uh, I was
1: wearing a shirt yesterday. Yeah, That's a yeah, shirt.
0: it's a great shirt. Good company. We love Manscaped. <laughs> we also love the Monday Night Football game, John. Our last matchup to talk about it is Bills versus Bengals. Matt Milano is leading the way for the Bills, 17.03 points per game, 97% of snaps fire him up with confidence. But outside of that, John, I'm curious who you have confidence in plugging into your lineups for week 17 from this Bills team. Anybody else that you uh, feel good rolling out?
1: For the Bills? um, So, yeah, I don't mind. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds, I think you still starred him. And the defensive line is kind of interesting. The Bengals have not been great at pass blocking. We know Joe Burrow takes a lot of sacks still. Um, They just lost Lael Collins. Uh, It looks like he's done for the year. Um, So Gregory Russo, Ed Oliver, even Shaq Lawson. It's not like a bad play. Um, So I don't mind those three if I had to pick um, anybody else other than the normal Milano Edmonds. I mean, this is this game is going to be so stressful for so many fantasy players. There's so many fantasy implications.
0: <laughs> this truly, one is offense of and defense, is, a lot of yeah, championships going to be decided in this oh game.
1: My God. I, I don't even know if I'll be able to watch it. It's going to be too stressful. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, Jordan Poyer's a little bit of a concern, but definitely a better matchup uh, against the Bengals um, than what uh, the one he had last week against. I think it was Chicago. Um, so, yeah, it, there, there's a lot. There's a, I, Even Teron Johnson at corner uh, is, is a good IDP option. So there, there's quite a few players that are probably in a lot of starting lineups. But I do feel best about Russo, Oliver, Lawson, and Milano in it.
2: Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. Totally agree. Epinesa, if you're starting five defensive linemen. Yeah. He could get a sack. He, we saw him get one last week. He's been surprisingly okay when he gets uh, his opportunity. I mean, he usually doesn't get more than like 40% of the snaps, you know, when he's out there. But he's been productive with those with those snaps this year. Uh, he, he'll probably get a, a chance to go elsewhere, I'd say. So maybe someone that you should keep on the dynasty radar. He'll
0: definitely get more playing time wherever he lands, I'd, I'd imagine. so. Yeah. The question we have to have, uh, the conversation we have to have, John, the question we have to answer Logan Wilson last three weeks, 24.4, 25.55 and 21.25. For a guy that has been pretty meh all season, are we trusting the hot hand of Logan Wilson in week 17?
1: Probably like I'm not I'm not benching like top options that have got you there all season um, just because like you said, there's been a long stretch of the year where he just was kind of mid. Um, he didn't do much, um, but you know, recently he is hot. I mean, he's he, but some fluky plays too, right? Like even you look at his sack last week, where it was basically he he didn't even rush the passer to get the sack. He was basically pursuing a scrambling Justin Fields who ran out of bounds short of the the line of scrimmage, right? So those plays happen, um, and they they I mean they happen to every player, but that's kind of contributed to, to this as well. So he's got. Uh, he's been on the better side of variance this last few weeks, and um, he's out there, right? So he's a, he's an everyday player, so those things are going to happen. So you're probably starting him in most leagues, um, but he's not like, you know, he's probably an LB top five um, over the last three games, but I'm not playing him as that, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I'm doing a lot of rambling tonight, so I
0: apologize. That's all right, John. We're all just barely hanging on. My <laughs> voice has gone full, like 40-year smoker at this point. And we're so. fresh off Christmas. Yeah, it's everyone's a, yeah. just a shell. But we're here because we love the listeners. And um,
2: The listeners, this is a good episode. Y'all, it's a great
0: episode. Yeah. A lot of names. I've Jermaine Pratt, this. that's a name I feel like we should talk that's about. That's a fun one right there. That's and that's one. also
2: fun for Dynasty, too, right? I mean, he, his contract, I think, is expiring there's a real chance we could see Jermaine Pratt be like a DeMario Davis, uh, you know, this next half of his career. I mean, he's someone that's pretty solid. He, he's made plays a lot this year. Um, I, like, I like Jermaine Pratt a decent amount.
0: Yeah, what about confidence level for Week 17, John? It's funny we talk about Pratt as the guy who seems to do better when he gets fewer snaps. He's averaging 79% over the last three weeks. Seems pretty mid, as the kids like to say, but um I thought you could do worse week seventeen.
1: Yeah, yeah. There like of all the like the non every down linebackers um that we have to start, like he's near the top of those guys that, that I trust. So um yeah, I still feel good about Pratt. Um you know, he's not like Alex Singleton levels of productive, but he's still very productive um in that, that part time role. So he,
2: he's a decent option for sure. It's right. like Singleton, Barton, then Pratt.
1: Yeah. 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 That, makes, that sense. makes
2: sense. I like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. after that group and then Quincy
1: Williams, maybe.
0: Yeah. There you go. Some decent. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun set of ranks right there. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, productive guys on less than 100% of snaps, guys. Yeah. The
2: 60 to 70% of snaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ranking the part-time Guys. linebackers. That sounds like being in <laughs> an
0: echo chamber with you. I don't think I would yes enjoy that. Sir. Any other bingles, Addy, that you want to draw attention to? Cam Taylor, Britt. I've enjoyed his highest
2: bingle. I've enjoyed his production lately. Um, he's been pretty good. Uh, Sam Hubbard. I mean, he's he's been down lately, but I think he's a, he's a solid option. Trey Hendrickson has been banged up and not doing yeah. very much. So, um, is he out? He, he
1: played last week, but it wasn't like full-time. He's got a club on his his hand. Um, he's got a broken wrist. Mm, that's right. So I think they're trying to keep him limited um, going into the playoffs. So I, I don't – I'd have a hard time trusting Hendricks. And Sam Hubbard didn't play last week. He's probably going to be out again.
2: So
1: mm. um, Cam Sample is interesting to build in for them. At just as like a volume-heavy guy, um, that would be somebody that would be – kind of interested in this you need a streamer this week
2: yeah that's right uh sample and then joseph Asai, i guess would yep. be a decent option for you Maybe. too
0: so there you go yep. bills Bengals. god that is a good job nfl putting a game on oh. monday night that is going Ooh, to be monday night an absolute roller coaster in terms of fantasy output excitement should be an awesome game to tune into be fun to wind down. The fantasy season with such a banger of a game.
2: Was that the big Gabe Davis game last year?
0: Bills Bengals. Yeah. Was that in the playoffs? playoffs?
2: I think it was the Kansas city game okay. where he had like the two yeah. touchdowns.
0: Right? Yeah. Cause the, the Bengals knocked oh, off the chiefs. That's right. That's
2: the right. The it right. It was the chiefs Bengals. Yeah. Those- chiefs
0: beat the bills and then Bengals beat the chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. be so, a fun fun
2: game either way. It'll be though. very fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. And uh, looking forward to some fantasy championship games this week, Addy. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, We wish the listeners all the best of luck this week. Hopefully this episode helped you out. And, uh, John Boy, I appreciate you coming on, educating the listeners, spending some time with us, having some fun, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again here very soon.
1: Sounds good. I appreciate you guys having me on. Always fun. Wish Bobby was here with Missy Bobby, but I appreciate to uh, get to come on here and talk with you guys. It's been a while and uh, happy to do it. Always.
0: Absolutely. And look forward to hearing, um, Alex Anzalone and Alex Singleton as dual IDP MVPs next week from John Macri. Sure. We do have that episode coming up. Look forward to it. We've got a great lineup of folks that are going to be talking us through their MVP picks. And after that, Addie, we'll be talking top IDPs for the NFL playoffs. Sid gave us a beautiful shout out on today's IDP. That's yes. with Matt Schauf talking the, NFL playoff fantasy leagues. We'll get John Macri in one of those. Mm-hmm. Be a lot of fun. And uh, hit us up in the DMs if you'd like some recommendations on how to set those leagues up. We've done a little bit of experimenting. I think we found a pretty good platform for those. Um, so hit us up in the DMs if you'd like some, uh, some help getting a fantasy league set up for the NFL playoffs. It's going to be a fun
2: offseason. This is when we really lock in. This is when we really can take advantage of... Um, and 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 gain edges you know we're going to be locked into these best balls all year round that's right i mean there's a reason why we picked you know so many of these breakouts um throughout the throughout the podcast i mean we we were just locked in with we knew where these guys were being drafted we knew what we knew where the value was to be had
0: uh and it's going to be times 10 this year that's right 300 best ball drafts this year. And you heard it here first. And uh, if you, en- if you enjoyed this episode, folks, uh, check us out over at the IDP show.com. Leave us a five-star rating and review over on Apple podcasts and Spotify really helps us out and come back next week to hear us talk MVPs. And like Addy mentioned, we got, I've got episodes mapped out through may y'all. So it's like, we do not take any time off this Train is about to get rolling even faster as we head into the off season, John. It is going to be a lot of fun, and we don't want the listeners to miss it.
1: I can't wait. I love the off season. Um, gives us a chance to kind of view the the entire season that from a a, a different perspective and and kind of build our dynasty ranks and and takes and everything like that. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do some rookie scouting, everything that that we did last year as well. It's going to be a good time. Um,
2: I am looking forward to it. Hell, we might even maybe get a chance to go to the Combine. Maybe.
0: I got to talk to Greg Rosenthal to see if he can hook <laughs> us <laughs> please, up with Greg. some. Please, please Greg. Please, 60% cheese. Need it. And uh, look forward to the draft as well. We've already been in discussions of what a draft uh, coverage might look like this year, and it's going to look very nice. So y'all stay tuned. Make sure you're checking out Johnny's work over at PFF as well. We will see you all next week for MVP Talk. Good luck this week in your championship games. Thanks for listening, and we'll see y'all soon. You're the apple of my eye. Anytime you need a friend, I'll be right there by your side. You're the apple of my eye. Thank God I found you.
1: These days I really ain't got a clue. I guess it's...